here we are, back again for another week at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by the one, the only, uh, Maryland's all-time leading rusher, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, brother? Going up, going up. Uh, you had a little bit of news I saw the other day on uh, Facebook. You got a uh, named, uh, what do you want to call that? Dude? Say, I don't want to mess it up, so tell me what it is you got named. Under Armour. There's some big coaching in the, uh, the Under Armour, eighth grade game. Oh, it's eighth grade. It's the eighth grade game. Yes, they, you know, it's the first one that they've ever. So, pretty geeked about that. Who's the Terrence Bird, the running back. Yeah, be coach from running backs. Okay. You know, shout out to Terrence Bird with the Maryland Heat. Okay. Well, that's exciting. That's some good news for you. So, uh, again, thank you everybody for joining in. If you haven't got a chance to uh, listen to, if you if you guys don't catch the whole show, it's still available. It stays on Facebook for the rest of the week. And make sure that you go uh, download the podcast on iTunes, subscribe, so that way it updates uh, regularly for you. And, of course, you can get the show on the TuneIn app, as well as um, anywhere you get your uh, podcast. Just type in Player's Voice, The Barbershop, and you can listen to the show in your car, on your phone, any other time that you like. A uh, lot of football news, so let's hop right into it. On Thursday night, the Thursday night games this year are a lot better than they've been the last couple of years. Like, Have you noticed that? I remember the Thursday night games just being awful. And the last, like, three or four Thursday night games have been some really good games. This one here, uh, the Chiefs-Raiders, came down to the last play, which seemed like it just kept going and going and going. Did you see that? It was, like, five plays in a row, which it seems crazy except for when it's the last play of the game and you get beat, you have to tackle the guy, right? I mean, you just, you hold, you, you pass in the field, you do whatever it is to live to see another play. So, I mean, I get that, and, and we kept getting it. Um, but the Chiefs who we all agreed was the best team of football. They go into Oakland, a team that was struggling, needed a win, and Oakland gets a win. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. I remember I was just sitting there watching that game, and when it ended, I was like, man, that was a great game. No controversy. All the calls were were big calls, and, and they needed to be made. And, you know, it, it, it was good. I don't know what Marshawn Lynch was doing. On that first... <laughs> Well, from from my understanding, from what it says in the naked eye, is he's running out there to protect his quarterback. From what they're saying, though, is that the Chiefs player is actually one of his uh, homeboys, like his own personal friend from Oakland or whatever. Not so it was more so along the helping prevent a fight with a personal friend as well as a teammate. So kind of just trying. And now when the ref rolls up on him, I'm assuming it's just <laughs> the adrenaline's already flowing, and Marshawn just doesn't really strike me as a guy who really cares who's where or what. But uh, definitely, I mean. It, it didn't take a shoot. Is everybody across America when you saw that? You're like, yeah, that's not going to end well. Like, you can't just put your hands on the ring. man. In any sport, he spread it like he was covering a kickoff. Yeah, he did. Like he was on special teams. <laughs> he was out there on special teams but to yeah. go out there and put his hands on the ring. Man, that's crazy. But um, any losses appeal today? So he he does have. Well, I figured, yo, yeah, yeah he, he's going. He's I mean, spread, yeah, it was on national televised game. Put your hands on the ring. Yeah, I mean, not just that. I mean, you know, that that um. That first pass, right, mm-hmm. that in the in the end zone, the Michael Crabtree, the first one that he pushes off on. Mm-hmm. I'm watching that. That's Derek Carr's fault, right? You got Michael Crabtree, who's known. That's what he does is the jump ball, mm-hmm. the high one. He throws it basically at hands level, mm-hmm. to which Michael Crabtree pushes off. On the instant replay, the guy sold the push off more than he needed to. But I don't even think the push off was needed. But doesn't that ball need to be higher and outside? Yeah. I mean, if you have a guy who can go up, you want that ball to be high and outside. That's ultimately where you want the ball to be. But um, I have to go back and see the film on that. I just know that it was a good game. Uh, the Raiders needed that win to to, to stay alive. Um, Derek Carr has hacked zero times. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, you know, 
417 yards. I didn't realize he had that many passing yards. Threw the ball 52 times, 417 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the running game, they only run the ball 21 times. I don't know if that's because Marshawn got ejected, but um, basically just became one-dimensional. There was an Amari Cooper spotting for 11 receptions, 210 yards. He had pretty much hadn't done anything in forever. About three or four weeks in a row, he hadn't yeah. done anything, and was beginning to wonder if he there was something going on there mentally that we weren't gonna, uh, you know, weren't gonna get him back. But it was good to see him uh, back in the fold. And does this put Oakland back on the map? Yeah, I think so, especially with uh, I believe Denver dropped two in a row. Yes, they did. Um, we'll get to them later. But yeah, they that, that they definitely them, became a, a completely them, different. Yeah, that puts them that puts them back in. It puts them back in the hunt. You have to look at what's going on in Baltimore's the Pittsburgh division. It just pretty much in every division uh, in the NFL this year, you know, unless you're, you're the Giants or the 49ers, I mean, you still have hope. Yeah, the, um, this was a good game, man. For Thursday night, and it, it was a great game. Literally came down to the last play of the game. Um, Alex Smith is having a hell of a season, and, you know, he's, 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 he's been the punchline for jokes for the past, for I guess his career, essentially. But I'm, I'm actually happy for, I'm not happy for this team. I'm happy for Andy Reid. Um, I would like to see Andy Reid get a touch uh, at the Super Bowl. I'd like to see it. It's, it's almost like the Chiefs are turned into like cast off island, right? With Andy Reid, Alex Smith, just a bunch of guys that, you know, everybody says that should be, should be better, should be better, should be better. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, the, the Raiders, I, I felt, it's early, obviously, it's only uh, October, but I almost felt like the Raiders lose this game, they can almost call it a season at that point. Yeah, and if you're the Chiefs, this is one of those situations, this is one of those games where you pretty much had a chance to bury them. Yeah, bury, a, you know, uh, a AFC West rival. You had a chance to do that, and you, you, you did. So, uh, we're going to see what's going to take place. I know there's a big game coming up this upcoming week with Kansas City and Denver, and I know we're going to get to that, so... Um, you know, good job for Oakland. You needed that win, but now you just have to follow it up with another win uh, next week. Jerome, I agree with you that uh, that game probably was the best game. Yeah, it definitely was the best game. Actually, you know, it was the best game of the week. I would, I would have to agree with you there. Um, moving on from that one, what do you think of the whole Marshawn Lynch experience so far? I mean, we, we had that first game. Then after that, really hasn't been – I mean, do you, do you think – it's more like his leadership, his his role, the toughness, or him being a Bay Area guy. So, I mean, like, is all that worth it? I mean, because production-wise, it's 3.7 yards a carry, two touchdowns, 266 yards in four games. I mean, I'd like to know what he what his average was when he was in Seattle. His career is 4.2. 4.2. Okay. Um, so, I mean, the Redskins gained 18 yards. The Denver gained 12 yards. The Baltimore game, 43 yards. Chargers game, 63 yards. And then the Chiefs game, 9 yards. So, I mean, essentially he's got three games in which he rushed for less than 20 yards. Yeah, but you also have to look at number of carries. You know, those, those things like that is critical. You know, and, and the car's been hurt. The wide receivers aren't dropping, aren't, aren't catching the ball. So, you know, you have a choice. All right, well, if the passing game isn't working, what I'm not going to do is allow them to, to allow Marshawn Lynch to get going. So, these are all things that, that, that play a factor. You definitely don't want to see him pretty much be suspended for two games. Uh, looking at the game he ran on the field and right. now he has to miss another game. That's what you, you know, that's what you don't want if you're open because he's your attitude. Yeah. You know, he he's 
he 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 brings the funk on offense. Without having, if you don't have him, now you just become a finesse style offense. And, and so, you know, it's still too early to say. You look at the, you look at how banged up Oakland has been. Just Carr in, in general, and the fact that these wide receivers just they they've been doing a terrible job of catching the ball. You just gotta wait and see what, what, what's going to happen. At the end of the day, this was a team that people predicted to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, we just have to wait and see what they do with the with the rest of the year. Personally, as a big back, power back, it's very similar to Marshawn. When you see him, what do you think? Like, is is that something you root for him big time? Because you see yourself yeah. in that? Or? Yeah, I man, I'm a big back. Right. You love it. I'm loving. I, I love that. Okay. You know, I want to see. I like seeing people get ran over. <laughs> I, I like to see who on defense like to talk a lot, and then when it comes time for that 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 man to yeah. man confrontation, right. are you gonna bow out? So let me. And just so people don't know, like most people, the average fan is gonna get excited off of a 50 yard Le'Veon Bell run or mm-hmm. 50 yard Darius Cole scrap back. I've seen you get excited off of like three yards, hit him in the hole. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good run. That's let's let's do that again because that's. That's football, man. Right. That those things, a Le'Veon Bell run, you know, that's pretty boy stuff. Anybody can do that in the open field. No, not everybody. I'm not saying that everybody can be Le'Veon Bell, but anybody in the open field with athleticism can muster right. up the courage to look good in the open right. field. But do you have the courage when you're between those tackles, running between three, four hundred pounders, when, and, and and you got linebackers and safeties unblocked? Do you have the courage to read that thing out, put your foot in the ground, knowing that contact is coming? But you still hitting that thing up in there. That's the running back position. So that's why I, I, I love watching Marshawn Lynch run the ball. Is there anybody else that, that you uh, who who would, would you say that you saw coming up that you were like, man, I want to do that. I want to be a quarterback. I know that. I want to be a quarterback. Wise. But running back wise, for me, it was it was starting out as a kid. I like Chris Warren. Yeah, I was a Chris Warren fan. Okay. Um, I liked Eddie George. But okay. if I had to go, you didn't like Big Ten backs. No, I'm talking about Eddie George when he was with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I mean, no, big t- yeah, he's a Big Ten back, but he's a Big Ten back that actually did something. Right, right, right. Um, and did it for a number of years. Not he just, just on the slow That's what I did. Yeah, put it this way. My career, um, my career, when I think about, you know, just different modes that I would get in, I was like, all right, come on, bro, you got to get on your Chris Moore. <laughs> just from as we get off topic, it was crazy. I remember, here was my thing always, because, you know, obviously, uh, I was always your biggest fan, mm-hmm. um, is that I hated that because you were a big back, everybody assumed you couldn't, that you weren't fast. I didn't like that. I didn't. I, I always felt like it, it characterized you as a slow running back when the truth was like you were anything. What did you run at your pro day? Uh, they told me I ran a 4-3. A 4-3. So that's not slow. And you're a PG County, which is a very big county, a PG County uh, tra- uh, track champion. Mm-hmm. So, but... You don't ever like that didn't bother you when people just assume because you were big that you were slow. No, I liked that. It gave me an advantage because what happens is people think that all you all people people won't treat you like you're a fullback. Yeah, but that's fine. You go ahead and do that. I didn't like that. I, I didn't like. I liked it because it, I didn't like, like it. I liked that because it it I didn't gave like me it. an advantage against my opponent. Especially in the passing game. On Madden, they would give you those like. Yeah, I mean, one thing Madden got right is is I definitely got tired quick. So you know, <laughs> one or two plays, but um, I didn't. But know. when you talk about running backs, just my whole career. I mean, I'm a whole career. I'm thinking more about NFL when I have to switch in different to different modes. The running backs that I think of are um, Chris Warren, 
Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. Fred Taylor. Very underrated. And Edrin James. Edrin James' favorite back. Those are my four. Those are my four. Those are my four running backs. So I would get in moods where I would be in the game and I say, all right, you got to get on your EJ. You got to be a little more patient with him. Yeah. Then it's moves where, like, come on, you got to get on your Corey Dillon. Let's go run these bammers over, you know. Chris Warren, hey, you got to use a little more stride to be patient to get to the hole, especially when you're running stretch play. When, if I'm in Chris Warren mode, I'm not thinking necessarily running somebody over. It's just being nice and moving and smooth and things of that nature. So those are the backs that I paid attention to. But watching Marshawn Lynch uh, run the ball, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's that's real football, right? That's that's football right there. A lot to like. Um, the next game, Bucks, um, Bills. You you were down here when we were watching. Mm-hmm. That. It came down to the end again. Like <coughs> now that you got a chance to watch, uh, essentially a whole Buccaneers game. Do you see what I'm saying with the Jameis thing? That he does a lot of stuff that you're like, Jameis, why'd you do that? Like it, it, a lot of time. There's a lot to love, but there's a lot to just be like, Jameis, Jameis. No, we're, we're about to get a field goal. Don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. a, 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 it just happens a lot. And then you couple that with, for some reason, he will not stop overthrowing Deshaun Jackson. I know you said one of them was Deshaun's fault. But it's like they cannot get on the same page to save their life. And, uh, again, it's, we're in year three. And, and I just wish we had a lot less of the, Jameis, why'd you do that? Well. James Winston, 32 for 44, mm-hmm. 384 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I can go through every NFL game and say, look at quarterbacks and say, why did you do that? Right, right. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I guess that? when you're a quarterback, it just magnifies it. When you're, when it's yeah, no, that you're no, I feel, no, I feel you on that. But with, with that said, I said it coming into the season about Tampa Bay, man. You know, when that thing spirals out of control, it's going to spiral out of control. And and, and, and things aren't looking well. I told you, I, I, I think I was talking to you uh, when we, we were talking about Tampa Bay, where I said, who was the leader on that team? Who was the leader on that team? It's James, James. Winston. If, if, if he's the leader on the team, this is his third year. You have to understand that that's going to be a young-minded team. It's not going to be a team that's going to be mature to a level of if, if a Curtis Martin. Right. Gotcha. Was was in your locker room? Right. We haven't recovered from that that Patriots game. Like, I, and the thing, tell, I don't. You don't just recover from those, do you? Like, remember we were we should have won that game. Our kicker misses mm-hmm. extra points, four or five field goal, everything under the sun in a game that you lose by five points. Right. <coughs> so you get the reigning Super Bowl champs, the best team of the last decade, at home Thursday night. You should win. The kicker just does not pull it all together. You lose. And I feel like we've been in hangover mode after that. We went to the Cardinals the next week, and forget what the score says. It says we lost by five. Mm-hmm. I watched that game. We were down 31 nothing before <laughs> halftime. All right? Jameis gets injured. Like, that was just a, a, a ugly game. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared that we don't come out of this funk. I, I, I told you. I said, when this thing starts to spiral out of control, I, I, I didn't expect it to be this early. I didn't expect it to be this soon. Hangovers are real, aren't they? Um... We're not out of fans to say that. That it's not. I know they like to say every game is his own game, but that's not true. I mean, you got to. Nah, I, I think that when it comes to hangovers, not. Nah, it's especially it's, it's too early in the season. It's too early in the season. Now, if this was a game that okay, well, we just went from, we just went from controlling our own destiny to having <clears throat> to need a couple of teams to lose. That's different. But this is still early in the season, and you look at the talent that this team has. 
across the board, offense and defense. When you look at the talent, it's on paper there. it's there. On paper it's there. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so it comes back to who is your leader? Who does everybody look to? And if you look, if everybody is looking to the third year player, which I understand, um, you also have to realize the personalities that you have on the, on, on, on that on that field. Buffalo, if you paid attention to Buffalo, they didn't already beat a, a team in your division. Mm-hmm. So at the next two games, we had the Panthers and then the Saints. So, I mean, really, in those next two games, you'll find out what the That's your season was. right there. Yeah, it is. That's your season right there. Because if you can't show up against the Panthers, if, if you're not going to show up against the Panthers. And, and the Saints. And, 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 and put it this way, if you don't show up against the Panthers and you don't beat the Saints, then the whole lot of hype was for it. I mean, you got you got the show. We got... We got we got Mike muscle hamster is back. We got uh, Mike we got Evans, Howard Sean out as our tight end. We got Evans out there. We got Deshaun Jackson. We bring in Baker. You know, our defense is supposed to be the thing that that really gets us. And and you're just not seeing it out of Tampa Bay. Like I don't know if they had the 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 man had the mentality that that teams are supposed to just show up and be afraid of them. But the Bucks don't have no reputation for being a team that you should be afraid of. Deshaun Jackson hasn't really shown that you should really be afraid of him in the last, maybe in the last two, two, maybe in the last two years. Well, uh, I mean, he hits his home runs when he hits them. It's it just, I mean, well, it became less than Yeah, that's fine. But if the only thing you're giving me is home runs, yeah. when we're not hitting home runs, that means you're striking out. Right. Give me guys that's going to give me some singles, some doubles, some triples that I don't need him to just hit home runs all the time. And, and Tampa, they got to put his way. These next two games, lose these two games, Tampa season is over. I agree. I, I 100% agree. On the other side, Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor, uh, solid. You know, you get to watch him. Doesn't He's like a, um, Alex Smith sort of mole, right? With, with, more, with more legs. Now, Alex Smith can move more than people think he can. Yeah, he he's does. not Tyrod Taylor, but he's, he, he moves more than people think he is. And, and the thing is, you know that if... Because he's white, people just assume he doesn't move. Tyra, if he was black, people would say he was a mobile quarterback. They just don't say that. The, uh, Tyrod Taylor, the Bills, how good are the Bills? They're 4-2. They got a running game. They got a defense. Uh, I don't know. The passing game leaves a little something to be desired. But, I mean, Shady McCoy still Shady McCoy. That dude is, is he, he's definitely still Shady McCoy. And, I mean, let's, let's, let's take a look at the Buffalo Bills. All right. They beat Tampa Bay. And they beat Atlanta. Tampa Bay is supposed to be a legit team in the NFC. Tampa, uh, Atlanta is, is, is a team that you say to yourself, all right, well, yeah, although they lost the Super Bowl the way they did, you still look at the weapons that they have. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with them. And they beat the Broncos. And they beat the Broncos. So it's not like Buffalo is just is a team that's coming out here and they're just beating up on a bunch of nobodies. They're actually beating, beating legit good teams. Yeah, so Buffalo actually has a shot. Then they, they, They're in that wild card race for sure. Yeah, I, I've told you in the NFC, in the AFC, if in the AFC East, if you're one of these teams in the AFC East, you have to believe that this is your year. Now, the last Patriot game can be a little disheartening because now they start to look like the, the, Patriot. the Patriots that are getting themselves together. But you have to look at this year if you're in the AFC East, and you have to say that hey, we can legitimately, we can legitimately fight for for a wild card spot. Do you think going into the season that teams just say in the AFC East, let's let's try and get this wild card spot? You think they they think at the beginning of the year the Patriots aren't going to make the play? They aren't going to win the division. I mean, if you're coming in, I mean, I played in the Patriots division for four years, and I think three of those years they won the Super Bowl. Right. But you every know, year you got to, no. I come into the season like okay, 
We got, we got, we get, we get paid too. <laughs> right, right. And at that time, I'm sitting there thinking, yo, these dudes not that good. Right, 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 right. right. Like, who are these dudes? And then I played for them, and now I understand. But you don't come into, you don't come into it saying to yourself. That's you know, the thing is that I bet, with the exception of like Gronk and when they had Randy. Other than that, you're like. Yo, we can't be scared of Julian Edelman. Like, you know, like nobody's worried about. And, and I bet other teams, most of those guys, are like Julian Edelman wouldn't even make our receiving court. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or you say this guy and that guy, whatever the name is. I mean, because they're really just guys. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And you know, James White, Deion Lewis, these guys who aren't even drafted type mm-hmm. stuff. And you're thinking to yourself, like, no way they're gonna. Uh, you know, I, I I definitely get you on that. I can see how you'd be thinking that like these guys just aren't even that good. Like yeah, like why do we? I, I say all the time when I was in New York, I just never understood. You know, why do we keep losing to these? DJ dudes, says man? the same thing about the Spurs. He's like, you watch them, it's like these guys aren't even that good. But yeah, you know how I felt about the Spurs for years. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it was not until I played for Coach Belichick that after that year I became a Spurs fan because I understand the Spurs now. Like, I understand the method. I understand the method to to New England's madness. So you to answer your question, no, you have to come in. If you come into a season being willing to to lower the bar, then then what are you doing? If I'm coming in, I'm saying, okay, well, we got to win a division to earn a playoff spot to win the Super Bowl. Ultimate goals we want to win the Super Bowl. So if I'm coming in and, and I'm in a division with the Patriots, I'm saying, okay, I got two cracks at the best. Right. I got two cracks at the best. All we gotta do is beat them one time, and that's going to solidify us. Of, you know, that's going to solidify us as a franchise. Right. So, you know, no, you come in with the mindset that you win. And Coach Locks used to always coach this up with a, a chop block. If you aim for the hip, you're going to catch a knee. If you aim for the knee, you're going to hit nothing but grass. The whole point of saying that is that the higher you aim, the higher you finish. Right. But if you already set the bar low, you can't get mad if you if, if right, you're right, irrelevant right, right, by week eight. Right. Right. I got you. Good points. Love it. Um, next game: Panthers Bears. Um, and this falls under the, you know, who can figure out this NFL? Um, Seventeen three. Um, you know, I, I, you you just don't know what you're getting one week to the next. It seems like from. Uh, Cam Newton. I mean, the Panthers are Cam Newton. That's just what they become. They are Cam Newton. And some days he's Superman, and other days he's not even Robin. You know, and this was this was the latter. Um, and then Trubisky, the Bears, like I said, they have fully, they're not disguising what they're doing anymore. They are 100% running the ball. Uh, this guy wins the game with seven pass attempts. You know what? He was four for seven. <laughs> <laughs> So he completed four, four sacks, though. Goodness gracious. Had 107 yards. Cam completed 21 and had 211. Yeah, and two interceptions. Right. What, what I see with the Bears is a team that... Is it near these play numbers not adding up? Seven passing attempts and 26 runs? Well, we have to look at it. They, just, they had, they had uh, 33 plays? I mean, it could be. That's That's odd. But go ahead. I mean, yeah, that's that kind of that's kind of <laughs> that doesn't sound. You, know, you also got to remember that that uh, twice Carolina fumbled the ball and the ball went back to the house. So yeah. that's those are two yeah. drives. Yeah, the yes, I'm, I'm glad. You, yes, those. Yes, that is very true. And one was the pitch. The, yeah, the pitch. Yeah. Who does that go to? Who's that fumble? That's on. The oh, that's on the running back. That's on the running. Yeah, back. I mean, I mean, I mean that's, that's, on, that's on the wide receiver because I think that right. was the wide right. receiver out right. there. That's right. on him. They made him square in his hands. They, yeah, I think that's the play right here. Yeah, yeah, square in his hands. Put this way: when that ball leaves the quarterback hands and you're playing a running back position, 
if it winds up anywhere but your hands, it's your fault. So, and I'm just sitting here looking at it. Cam made a perfect picture. Right. He's got to catch the ball. <laughs> right. So that's why the play numbers, you know, that's why the play numbers didn't add up. Um, but I think what, what, what Chicago is doing is they're saying that what we're going to do is we're going to protect. And, and on that, and remember we were, we were discussing the interception. <coughs> you felt like, what did you think of that pass? Because I remember it was a debate over here. You felt like it was slightly, no, you said it was just a great play by the defender. Yeah, it's a great play by the defender. Okay. So nothing really wrong with where Cam put the ball. The guy just made a better, the defender made a, a better play. No, everything was on the person that Cam was throwing the ball to. So it was on the receiver. I'm sorry, yeah, on, on, a, on a receiver, yeah. On okay, the receiver, yeah. On the guy who was getting it. No, I remember, yeah, we were over here and everybody was trying to trying to say that that's on Cam and not. That's not on Cam. I mean, he, uh, okay. put, the, he put the ball, I mean, when you watch the replay, I mean, he put the ball right here. And the guy was on a guy who's running full speed. Now, the play that they were talking about was the play, was the slant play to Benjamin. Right. That's what they were saying was on camp. Okay. And to me, I just thought that, hey, that's the play where I said, yo, you got to give the defender some credit. Right. He stepped in front of a slant route and got his hand on it. Mm -hmm. If you throw the ball out in front even more, what he's going to do is pick that thing off and go to the house. Right. So, you know, that was the play they were talking about. But, yeah. Um, well, basically, basically, this game this game comes down to two plays. <coughs> you got 14 comes, points off of two plays. Comes down to, it, that's what it comes down to. That's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, I think Chicago is is a team that's saying, you know what? Dude, they had no offense. They you know what our strength is. Our strength is the running ball. And our strength is our defense. That's what we're going to rely on. We have a young quarterback. We're going to protect our young quarterback. And we're going to protect him with good defense. And we're going to protect him with, with, with running the ball. Jonathan Stewart doesn't seem like the same Jonathan Stewart. He cannot get going for anything. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's just that's not the Jonathan story that we're used to seeing. And um, Cam, I guess, just a bad day at the office. I mean, overall, Cam's had a uh, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. Then he hit us with two or three games with Superman, and then this one we'll call a, a bad game. So yeah. what do we had? Probably about three and three, three good games, three, three bad games so Chicago far. Chicago Bears is seven in defense. Nah, their defense is real. Their defense is real, and they're putting points on the board. I mean, they got 14 points in two points in two in two plays, mm -hmm. and uh, Carolina got none. They got three points for the entire game. Um, Titans Browns, the Browns, <laughs> 0 7 again. Um, <coughs> this organization, I don't even know what you can say about this organization. It's almost not even fair. It's not fair to the well, fair to the city. Yeah. Um, uh, when is it like there was a good movie made called Draft Day? We can't keep bringing that, that up was, about Cleveland. Well, I mean, you, you actually <laughs> say something positive about Cleveland, and this is for as long as we've been alive, they've been the laughing stock of the league. Well, part of that is that you're in a division with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, that, that's fine. That's that's that's. But they're not even competitive. Well, yes, it, you're, you're in a you're in a division with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, and the 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 um, Pittsburgh Steelers. All teams that for at least ten years were just legitimate threats. Oh yeah, those were Super Bowl teams. <clears throat> and so when your first round picks don't pan out, none of them. None of your quarterbacks. Your franchise is going to be where exactly where it is. And at some point in time, that has to be. You're not going to tell me that all of these first round picks were good. I mean, I. I don't it can't. Know. It's not even possible for them all to be bust. I don't. It's not possible for them all to be bust. But I mean, it's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I don't really. I think the last time they were relevant was Bernie Kozar and and Eric Metcalf. 
<laughs> right, technical. And so, you know, that's just that's just that franchise. It's unfortunate. Um, it was actually a team I like playing. It's probably like playing because yeah, well against him, but you had a um, sixty-five yard touchdown to the right side. Remember that against Cleveland? Yeah, I don't remember that for the Raiders. For the outside, boom, sixty-five. Oh, I don't even remember. I remember. I gotta go back and look at that. It's a good run. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cleveland as far as Tennessee is concerned. Um, <clears throat> you know, it just looked ugly for them. You know what, Mike? I will agree with you. There's no point in even talking about the Browns. Uh, we can talk about Tennessee if you have anything yeah, to say. Yeah, Tennessee about. is you know Tennessee is looking ugly for them. But I think uh, Mary, what's his name, Mariota, Mariota, he's mm-hmm. hurting. You know, he's hurting. That's that's obvious that he's hurting. Mm-hmm. But you look at that division. Yep. They're tied Somebody's got to win. Jacksonville Jaguars. Somebody's got to win. At four and three. <coughs> Somebody's got to win. Saints Packers. Miss, I'm, I'm still waiting for. Superman drew, uh, the, the, this monster Drew, Drew Brees game to happen and it's like I don't know maybe it's just not coming I don't, I don't know uh, I do feel like ever since they let go of Adrian Peterson uh, that run game has <coughs> skyrocketed uh, you know everybody made the, a lot about Adrian Peterson's first game which they should that was great he had 100 something yards uh, and in that same game that same week Ingram and, and, the other, and the rookie running back they blew up also, and then this week Adrian Peterson did nothing, and Ingram still gets a hundred. They got 161 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically enough, if I were to tell you in the offseason the pitch, the, excuse me, the Saints signed Adrian Peterson, and they, and then their running game looked good, you'd say yeah, that makes sense. But what if I were to tell you that the running game looked really good after he left? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like who who would have thought that? Um, and then in Green Bay, I told you I don't. Without Aaron Rodgers, I think. Aaron Rodgers gets, keeps a lot of those dudes in the NFL. Like, a lot of those dudes. I, You know, a lot of people, and I don't want to seem like I'm singling him out, but, like, I don't think Ty Montgomery's uh, anything special. Never did think he was anything special. Um, Jordy Nelson, in terms of, I don't want to take anything away from Jordy Nelson, but in terms of number one receivers, I do not think he's in the top tier of number one receivers in the NFL. I don't think he's in, I don't put him in that. He's definitely not in that Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Top tier, and I don't even put him in that second one, the T.Y. Hilton's, and da da da. I would put him beneath that. I would put him in that second tier because what you're getting from those other guys is you're getting a, a whole lot of athleticism. Yeah. What you're getting from Jordy Nelson is you're just getting a, a dependable guy. You're getting a guy yeah. who's going to run solid routes. Mm-hmm. So I'll put him in that second tier, in, in that second tier spot because he's going to make tough catches. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I'm not not here to bash bad yeah, about the guy. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers, playing with Aaron Rodgers, if you're a good receiver and you play with Aaron Rodgers, you are going to be great. Yeah. You, you know you know what I mean? And, and the same thing, and I think once you remove Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, I don't even think this is a good football team. You could put you could put Jordy Nelson on this Redskins team, and I would give them one more victory this year. That's fine. I think Jordy Nelson will be fine on <clears> I on think he'll be fine on pretty much, and put, his, put it this way. Well, he already got Aaron Rodgers, so if we give him the other number twelve, I could you could put Jordy Nelson on any team, and I think that he'll I think that he'll be fine. But I, I believe that you you do have to have a quarterback better than than the backup that you, right. that you have right now. Like right, you want, you want to get yourself right. Like that. So whereas though, when we say names like Julio Jones, Beckham, and da da da, they don't need an elite quarterback. If NFL quarterbacks can get them the ball, they will make the rest happen. I don't think Jordy Nelson falls in that category of just getting the ball and he'll make the rest happen. No, but he does fall into that category of just throw the ball his way and he'll protect you. Yeah. Where some of these other guys, you know, if the ball ain't thrown perfectly, they're not going to protect the quarterback. I got you. 
that, that's fair. And Drew Brees, Drew, with Drew Brees this year, you know, he's got to get those interceptions down. But it's amazing how at the beginning of the season, you know, I still I had the Saints uh, winning this division, and, and they're four and two. Like you look yeah. at that division right now, and and you said this coming into the show, like it was just with the NFL, you just don't know what's going on right now. The Northern Saints are at the top of their division. <laughs> and that wasn't the case two weeks, two weeks ago. I mean, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the Atlanta Falcons, you lose to the Miami Dolphins, and you lose to the Buffalo Bills. So, um, you know, it's going to be very it's going to be very interesting. And, and you said that you've been waiting for that Drew Brees game to happen. They're at the top of their division, and that game has not taken place yet. Yeah, that's scary. Yep, that's scary. Uh, speaking of scary, Jags and Colts. 27 nothing. Colts, Colts get absolutely nothing going um, at all. Again, I, I've said it week to week, and I actually said it week one. A lot of people are starting to say it now. I've, I, on record since week one, Andrew Luck, redshirt. <coughs> yeah, go ahead and get that redshirt in. Redshirt. I'm not putting, I'm, I'm watching, you see how I many, you see what that says under the sacks number? Got sacked 10 times. We're sitting here at the game, they're like, man, they are beating that boy up. And like, how do you think Andrew Luck ended up with a lacerated kidney? That's how you get sacked ten times, and 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 uh, Jacoby's a big boy, and he can move. You got sacked ten times. You know what? Thinking about this situation, I'm starting to think about is it David Carr? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the, the, the Texans Andrew, quarterback. The Texans quarterback. Career never got off the ground. Broke his own sack record yeah. three years in a row. Yeah. So so if you're Andrew Luck, I don't I don't want any part of that. I wouldn't put him out there. Yeah, I wouldn't put him out there either. You got you got to get some better linemen around him. So. Uh, as far as this game is concerned, when you're looking at Jacksonville, you, we just don't know what's going. We don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. One minute they look like, oh, they could do something, and then it's like they have this loss that they shouldn't have. But they are tied with the Tennessee Titans, excuse me, at the top of their division, and the Houston Texans. You know, we're going to see how much JJ Watt is, uh, is absence is going to uh, is going to affect them. Fournette doesn't play this game, but TJ Yeldon steps right in, and they still keep running the ball. I mean, effectively, he steps in with only nine carries, 122 yards. Chris Ivory gets 17 carries for 47, and they both get a touchdown. Um, the Colts, bad team, two and five. Again, I, if I if I'm the Colts, and I think when you watch this game, which there's no reason unless you have an excessive amount of televisions to be watching this game. There's literally no reason for you to be watching this game. We just happen to have that many TVs over here. Like. Every time you looked over, Jacoby was getting hit. Yeah. And he got sacked ten times. There was another five times that he made a terrific play to get it to, wait, to get out and get his sack. And you can't have a guy, if you val- as valuable as you think Andrew Luck is to your franchise, you can't have him out there getting sacked ten times. No, you can't. I mean, you, you just can't have that. And I don't see any reason to bring him back. Go ahead. Like I, In my opinion, see if you can get this J- Jacoby stock. If he puts together a solid season, Somebody's going to come knocking with an offer for the guy, mm-hmm. whether it be a first round, maybe a second rounder. You get a high first round pick for because your record indicates that you deserve one. You get what you can get for him, and let's get let's get Andrew Luck some weapons and come back next year. But this, I, I wouldn't dare rush him back just to come out there and turn into a uh, to be somebody's uh, punching bag. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Cardinals Rams, what a difference a week makes in a, in a personal story. Last week I got zero points from Aaron Rodgers. In my fantasy and lost by uh, eight points. Got zero points from Aaron Rodgers. Go to the waiver wire and pick up one, Carson Palmer, who also goes out there this week and breaks his arm and gives me two points before he decides to leave. So I have essentially just lost two weeks in a row at the courtesy of, of my quarterback position, and I now have to go find my third starting quarterback of the year. And believe it or not, the waiver wire is not very juicy. Um, 
last week we were raving about what a difference AP made in the Cardinals and maybe he was going to breathe some life into this offense. And then, bang, one week later, they go over there to London, uh, get the break speed off of them, get a 33-point uh, beatdown. You lose Carson Palmer for, I'm assuming, the year. He broke his arm. Um, Adrian Peterson, 11 carries for 21 yards. Um, Todd Gurley. It was almost like after the game, I hope Andrew, Adrian Peterson – Walked up to Adrian Gurley and was like, "Here's the torch, chance. <laughs> like, you can have it. I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't need this anymore. You and I, Leonard Fournette, you guys have at it because I, I'm done with it. Um, without Carson Palmer, I've seen what Larry Fitzgerald and the rest of these guys look like when, what that offense looks like when, when they don't have a quarterback. It gets bad after Kurt Warner left. Larry Fitzgerald was just the whole offense just couldn't get off the ground to save his life. Um, 11, 11 carries for Adrian Peterson for 21 yards. That sounds more like that, uh, the offensive line that, that was there before. Mm-hmm. And um, Cardinals done. Rams pick up another win. Rams are 5-2. and two. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Rams, I, I thought they were going to be a good team this year. When you look at the weapons that he has on offense, they're like we've talked about this before, they're similar to what the Redskins had. Mm-hmm. And so... Now you say, okay, now let's look at what the Redskins were able to accomplish. But if they had a better defense, they would have been better. And I'm saying last year. <clears throat> now let's look at the Rams. Wade Phillips is your defensive coordinator. Wade Phillips ain't playing games out here. He is not playing games out here. And that Rams team is a team that they're only going they're going to continue to get better as the year goes on because they're they're operating with a first year head coach. Um, and their defensive coordinator is the first year there, so they're still learning one another. I'm happy for the Rams. I'm happy what's going on out there, um, and 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 really that division is 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 pretty much down to the Rams and the Seahawks. That didn't take long at all, did it? Not at all. That did not that did not take long at all. The Cardinals. I wonder what happens now. The um the Adrian Adrian Peterson experience. Um, just all. I mean, it was like you know last week we got to see him burst out and it was wow. That's the Adrian Peterson that we used to seeing. That's the Cardinals offense we're used to seeing. That's the Carson Palmer we're used to seeing. And now they're right back to almost right back where they started. Who's their backup? Drew Stanton. Oh. Drew Stanton. Thirty three to nothing, man. I don't need to tell you this, but it's pretty hard to get shot out in the NFL. I mean he plays sixty minutes. If he scores zero points in sixty minutes, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't they don't happen that often. Um but the Rams, like I said, the Rams are Rams are five and two, so can't take that away from yeah, them. And the Rams, hey, that's happy for them. I'm happy for them. Yeah. I, I wonder what uh, good old Jeff Fisher is thinking right now, yeah. as Jared Goff sits there and, and and you know is doing what he was drafted to do. Um, the Jets, Dolphins, uh, Dolphins are four and two. We have a, a lot of uh, Dolphins fans on the uh, feed who've been begging for for us to talk. They've been begging me for years to talk about, it, obviously, because that's my hometown. So. I have a lot of friends and went to high school with a lot of people down there. So um, they're constantly, for years, been asking me to talk about Dolphins, which I say, mm, no. Because it's got to be relevant for us to talk about you. But 4-2 makes you relevant, right? It does make you relevant. And Jay Cutler won't be playing this week. He's got broken ribs, but 12-16 um, for 16 with two touchdowns before he went out. I mean, but you also had 13-21 for 21 for 188 yards and two touchdowns mm-hmm. for his backup. So... If you're if you're, if you're the Dolphins, you like where your team is right now. You know you like where your team is right now. Um, this is another this this is another wild card. You know this that this that AFC East. One of the two teams is going. So right now today, Bills or Dolphins, who are you putting more faith in, more stock in? 
Bills. Bills, right? Yeah. They're, they're more they're, stable at the quarterback position. More stable at the quarterback position, but other than that, they're pretty similar. The two teams with very good defenses. <coughs> one just plays in Miami, one plays in Buffalo. So I guess we'll really see what happens come uh, with this. Let's see. I mean, right now Miami is playing and it's warm outside. Let's see what happens in November and December. Let's see how Miami looks defensively and when it when it's not warm. Well, I think Miami, you feel good about Miami because of you look at their running back. That's a big back. Mm -hmm. And so where Miami in the past, they've kind of fallen off. But the Buffalo thing, correct me if I'm wrong, going to Buffalo in December is a real home field advantage. Yeah, going to Buffalo in December is definitely a home field advantage. Right. But going to Miami in December is everybody enjoys that. Everybody enjoys that, but you have to look at it from this perspective if you're on the boat. If going okay, looking at these two teams, you have Buffalo in, in December, you have Miami in December, and they're playing in Buffalo. Okay, if I'm a def- if I'm a defender in that type of weather, who would I rather tackle? Would I rather tackle Shane McCoy or would I rather tackle this Ajayi? I'd rather tackle McCoy. I'm going, after, I'm going that, but here's the thing about it. Even in that cold weather, it's going to make he's going to be slower. Right. He's going to have a whole bunch of stuff for him to keep him warm. Mm-hmm. All right. The, natural, the, the nature of the hawk is going to slow you down some. All right. But with that hawk is out there, you got a, you got a freight train bearing down on you. There's, there's, you can't dodge that. You feel that in your body. Let me tell you something. You 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 never did sleeves, did you? <clears throat> no, I think I wore sleeves one time. I think it was in Green Bay, and I had to take them off. So when when that's going on and you're out there, are you guys not freezing? I mean, it, you can't tell me it's that much. There ain't that much adrenaline in the world. I am especially if you're sitting like a in the sideline. You got, you always had a jacket. I always had my coat on. Right. Those jackets look like so, they, those things are huge. Yeah, they are. They, they, yeah. The the got the got my coat on. Mm-hmm. Come on, you're in the game. <laughs> Take that thing off. I'm out in the field. I got adrenaline going. You got to remember, I've been in the heat, so it's going to take a lot longer for that cold. So you should play a whole game in somewhere like Green Bay in December. <coughs> and you're going to tell me out there in the field freezing. Yeah, but you don't necessarily feel it that much when you're when you're, when you're out there in the field. I know for me, I didn't. If I knew I was getting the ball, there was so much adrenaline coming up. And every time I knew, every time my, my name was called, and, and I'm in a huddle, and you, they know, you know you're about to get the ball. All this adrenaline just came over. It's anxiety, nervousness. I don't know what it is, but really? you're not thinking about it yet. Even when the, you're getting the ball 25 times a game, yeah, yeah, like that's that was that. Was, I, mean, I mean, it's it's so much that comes with it. Got to hold on to the ball. Got to make sure the ball gets to you in time. You got to make sure that you're patient enough and not trying to get. So the you e- was, e- was, even when you are the focal point of the <coughs> offense, when I was the focal point, when they when they call my number. There was there was adrenaline. There was like when I knew, hey, jab twenty six power. <sighs> All right, here we go. We count on you. We call in your play. Be patient. Don't predetermine your cut. Like these are all things that's going on. That's every going on. single time. Every single time. I get the ball. All right, here's the defense. All right, got to be able to make this adjustment. Oh boy, they lining up. We about to run outside. Check out of the play. Check out of the play. We don't check out of the play. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's another point. Did you ever? Right. So when you're in the huddle and you you know you're about to get the ball mm-hmm. and you realize this is not about to be good before the snap. Before. Yes. It's not a good play. It's not a good look. And, and, and then what are you thinking? You know what play is coming to my mind? The Redskins play here in Lavar. Yeah. Yeah. That man. That that dude. You remember, no, come uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We're, we're, I, I see it all the time. I, he had on the visor, but I just saw the man smile. 
because he just knew it. And in that week, coming into that week, good old Jimmy Ray, he, he told the line, all right, you got to keep your eyes up on this guy. He's a wild card. He times the snap up. And so I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And I'm just like, the play was fine. The play call was fine. But it's just like, oh my gosh, these dudes are not going to see him, and they, he's about to come, come, come shooting through this, through this, uh, through the A gap and hit me. That play, yes, but it's different when you got. So tall, walk sweet me through tall. that. So walk me through that play. So all right, so we call the hype. All right, so we call hype. I take my step. I already know he's shooting the gap. It was one of those things where even coach even told me, hey, good job getting up with the ball in that situation as a running back, and, and for all you people who. Out there in football land, out there and listening to this, anytime a guy is coming free, and it is a run play, it is the running back's job to make sure that you get up with the ball. You can come like this and, and, and stick your hand in like you're handing me the ball, and if if you do that, and at the same time a defender hits us and that ball fumbles, that's our fault as a running back. All right, so we're taught that you have to bite that bullet. So it's times that you're back there. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're about to run tall sweep, and but we got the smallest wide receiver on our team coming to crack the defensive end. It's not gonna work. It's not a good look. Right. But you just gotta bite down on your mouthpiece. And then it just comes where, okay, I'm not Reggie Bush. Right. I can't take tall sweep and then I can't do that. Right. So I got one or two options. I can either try to be Reggie and find myself on the sideline. <laughs> or I could just be myself, bite that bullet, and just hit it up in there. And that's why I, like, I say I like watching Marshawn Lynch. I like watching the big backs play because that's the difference when you're talking about scat backs versus versus big backs. This guy's going to be dynamic, and if you can somehow design a play that's going to get him in space, then he could do something for you. This guy, if you give him space, he's going to do something for you. And if you don't give him space, he's going to do something for you because he's going to do these things over time. So when we're talking about Buffalo and Miami, that's one of those situations where Buffalo's defense is going to have their hands full because they're dealing with a big back. Right. And if both defenses are solid, and, and, and that's where it comes down to, if you look at these two teams and who I feel better about, I feel better about Buffalo because they're more stable at the quarterback position. That play, for some reason, I mean, I, I literally can say I've just about every carry you had in your career. That one always top five in my memory of things that I just remember. <laughs> one, because we know LeVar, so uh -huh. it's like somebody we see regularly. And, and I it was right at the goal line, and I'm thinking, you know, we've got to get a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, you get you turn around, you get the ball, LeVar's there, and one guy that you would not like to see one-on-one -on -one a foot away from your face is LeVar Arrington in his prime. And it was just like, boom. And I remember thinking, hope he's alive. And I'm glad he held on to the ball. Because, I mean, it was a perfect shot, clean. And definitely, when, it, when you see that stuff happen, I'm always amazed that you guys are able to hold on to the ball. Just like when I see a quarterback, when they get blindsided, and they're able to hold on to a ball, that is amazing. Like, that really is amazing. The training, one, how strong your arm must be that a guy of that size, J.J. Watt or somebody, just comes and blows your back up, and you just... And, you, and it, the way they just tuck that ball down and mm -hmm. fall on top of it, like wow, that that it's is. This is split. Is sometimes it's a split second feel, or you can feel the vibration of the person running. Mm -hmm. You can just feel that time where everything's collapsing around you, and then instincts takes over where you just tuck, tuck the ball away. over. But in that situation, as a running back, if I'm coming to get the ball, all right, because I'm trying to get people to understand, just you know. It's a suicidal position we play mm -hmm. playing running back. If I'm coming to take a handoff, 
and the alignment comes through clear, and I see that he's about to hit my quarterback, I have to run and hurry up and get the ball. I got to bite that bullet mm-hmm. every single time. Offense alignment come through. If that big 375-pounder beats the left guard at the snap of the ball, guess whose responsibility it is to pick that back guy, guy pick that guy up? It's the running back. And here's the thing. In certain protections, you can't cut him. You can't cut him. You just got to meet him set up. You just got to meet him head up. You got you to gotta smack, and you just got to hold on, and you just got to hit. But, but that's football, man. That, that's that's football. That's that's the difference between a big back and a little back. Big backs, we love that collision because I know that if I if I hit you and I don't and you don't give any penetration and you don't get any penetration, that's a victory for me. That's a victory for me. When you stand up a D lineman, that feels like greatest man, in the world. It's nothing. Bro, I'm telling you right now, it's nothing like it, it, it's nothing like chopping a defensive lineman. Chopping one? Yes. Can't your kids chop somebody? It's just taking out their legs. It's, it's technique involved with the chop. There's timing involved with the chop. All right? But when you chop a defensive lineman, you slow his world down. Yeah, absolutely. You slow his world down. Now, I don't want no part. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't want to stand there. I don't want to stand there and do this with a defensive yeah, lineman all day long. I don't want to do Who was awesome at that, and it's, and it's amazing because he wasn't even... Clinton Portis would literally meet guys and just stand like, mm-hmm. and, and Jones Drew. Now, Jones Drew, his lower body was out of this world. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. thighs are like, yeah. you know, he's probably stronger than these guys in, in his lower body type of stuff. But I would think that would be like the, you know, like somebody, uh, uh, James Harrison coming at you and you just being able to meet him and be like, not today, champ. You know, like I would think that would be versus taking somebody's legs out. I understand it's definitely an art and a timing thing. And that, yes, you you cut somebody down, literally like chopping down a tree, and they stop dead in their tracks. But, yeah, no, I I get it. I get it, I get it, I get it. I get it, I get it. Uh, Let's see, moving on to the next game. What we got here? I'm having fun today. Yeah, they did. We just did. We just did the Jets. Yeah, so then that was bring us to Ravens. Mikey, you out there, buddy? Ravens, uh, Vikings. Good buddy, Mikey, a uh, lifetime Vikings fan, went out there to this game, flew out there. I think it was his first game as an adult uh, Vikings game in Minnesota. So glad you had a good time out there. Mikey and the Vikings were able to bring home a W for you. The Ravens, a team that you just have no idea what you're getting from week to week. Um, we've been saying it all year long. Flacco is a mediocre quarterback. Um, at best, the Ravens. I don't know what weapon-wise what they got going on. I, when you watch the Ravens, you just you just don't see it. And and all that being said, still in three and four. So I mean, they're anything but out of it. Just can't figure them out. And too many times, what's been their calling card for as long as Baltimore's had a franchise has been their defense, mm-hmm. and it's not the same uh, Ravens defense. Um, Minnesota, I'm not sure what the uh, Mikey. You might be able to update me on what the quarterback situation is <laughs> in terms of. Bridgewater and what the latest is and what they're leaning for, but I, I feel like again this is two maybe three weeks, but at least two weeks in a row without Diggs. I want to say three because they got hurt. The game he got hurt and he had like one catch for like five yards. So essentially, Diggs hasn't been himself in three weeks. Um, the quarterback situation: one week Keenum, Case Keenum, one week Sam Bradford. Now just talk about Bridgewater. I would like them to get a quarterback uh, position solidified and and um, and uh, Diggs healthy. And I think this team could be serious. I mean, they're five and two with with the musical chairs at quarterback, and the, and their best offensive weapon hasn't played yet. I think Minnesota hasn't had a, a solid quarterback since Dante Culpepper. Um, 
and and you may be able to correct me on that. But he's say that again. What you say? I don't think the Minnesota's had a quarterback since Dante Culpepper. I think their quarterback position has always been uh, yes overall. Uh, uh, you never know, nor have you ever cared who the Minnesota Vikings quarterback was. Yeah, the one year with uh, the one year with uh, Far. You had one year with Far. You know how I feel about that. So that's, that's <laughs> the, 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 at the end of the day, the last good quarterback they had was was Culpepper. Was Culpepper. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, with that said, <clears throat> Minnesota is all about their defense. For me, it's about what their defense does. Uh, I love to see Bridgewater comes back because he does solidify them at the quarterback position. You got to get Diggs back, um, and I think by having Bridgewater, because you have a quarterback that's been there, that's been in your system, you're able to run more of your plays. So even if he's hurt, you're still able to open your playbook up more because you have a quarterback who's the only reason why he's not playing is because he got injured. Um, with that said, the Minnesota Vikings, and I think that this is another division, and I said, I believe I said this last week. This division, is this the a, the NFC South? No, no, no. Just the NFC. Which one? The Vikings. North? The, yeah. nor- the, the yes, the Vikings are in the North. <clears throat> All right, so this is the NFC North. If you're in the NFC North, you 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 have the same mentality. You have to look at it like this: We're in the division with the Twelves. Okay, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. If you're in this division. You want to get as many wins as you possibly can, and this was a big win for Minnesota because it's against Green Bay. It gives Green Bay a loss, but you do not want Green Bay to still be in the hunt six or six weeks from now, and and Aaron Rodgers is able to come back because that's going to that's going to pretty much crush everybody's world. Uh, with that said, Minnesota Vikings defense continue continues to show um, that there's a reason why Minnesota is where they are right now, sitting at five and two. So. Uh, we just have to see what happens with them for the remainder of the season. Um, Diggs, you got a chance to. Where did you coach Diggs at? Uh, I was seven or seven. Just now, this was he was high. He school. was a high school kid. High school. High school. Did, when you saw him as a high school kid, did you say this, was, this kid was going to be playing on Sundays? Yeah, uh, yeah, the kid. He had it. He had it. Um, at high school, you can see that. Oh yeah, high school you can see that. Um, I didn't. You got to realize in high school because he was shorter. I was looking at him as a slot. All right, so he grew, you know, he grew a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that he would just be a dynamic slot receiver. The, 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 his, you talk about fierce competitor. That boy competes. Like, it's not about, for him, it's not, you get some guys who are about showboating and this, that, and the third. No, this boy just has a genuine passion and love for competition. And so I, I, I knew that he had it. Um, I'm happy for him, man. I'm very happy for him. So, as early as high school, you can look at a guy and say that guy's got NFL. Yeah, you can look at you can look at it, especially because I've been there, and so I know what. Yeah, I mean, I, I know just feel like this. I know what they're looking basketball. For. I feel like it's a lot easier because you can say, hey, you know, yes, that guy mm-hmm. plays with it. He has an NBA body, or you know, the NBA. I feel like it's a lot easier. One, a lot of it has to do with size, you know, because you can say that guy's great, but he's five ten, it's not gonna happen. Uh, NFL, I feel like there's so many times that a guy is ranked so high coming out of high school, and it doesn't even happen at the D1 level, like let alone the NFL. So I, I'm actually surprised um, to, to hear to hear that to hear that you saw that um, whatever the case may be. But um, I love Diggs. I, I thought he was great at, at Maryland. And um, the other day, it's a running debate that we have over here all the time. Uh, Black asked me because Diggs' Diggs's brother went to Alabama. And so he says to me, um, why is Diggs' brother going to Alabama? He's not even playing. You know, why didn't he go to Maryland? And my response was, and nobody knows, nobody loves Maryland more than me. 
And I said, I, I wouldn't send my kid. If I was that level, I wouldn't send. I said, Diggs came in as the number one player in the country as a high school player. Came here, went to Maryland, broke records, did everything he was supposed to do at Maryland, and he was drafted in the sixth round. There's guys who go to Alabama. Who don't even sniff. Yes, he was. He was drafted like third round, fourth round. Pull it up. Click on his name. I'm tripping. Huh? I said, I must be tripping. Here. But go ahead. And so there's guys at Alabama. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there's guys at Alabama don't even sniff the field, and they're getting drafted higher than that. So th- that that was my thinking on that because I do think Diggs and Diggs did his came here did his things and I don't think you can really have a better career that, essentially than what he had and for you to only and for you to be drafted that low versus if he was to have the career he had in Maryland at Alabama be the number one draft pick. Yeah, yeah. So what do you what do you think about that <coughs> that argument chiming in as a guy who's been there? I mean. You obviously different times, different position, and you obviously you were able to get drafted high at your position. Also, you were physically, uh, a, 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 I don't know the lack of the word, uh, a beast. beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Vernon, a beast. You know, like, I mean, Vernon and that type of thing. Yeah, if you can do that, if you show up at the combine and you're built like Megatron and yeah. and run like a deer, then yes. But for for a six one receiver. Mm-hmm. You know who, who does all of that? I'm sending my kid to Alabama before I am to Maryland. Um, here's an angle that that will, to to your point. I, I understand both points of view. You know why wouldn't he go to Maryland? Because he said his, his point was that why go there and not play when you could have went to Maryland? You could have been starting from day one. Because I think that there is another. Another way of looking at this, and maybe he just didn't want to keep being in his brother's shadow. Yeah, I, I, that's and, obviously always yeah, on the and, table. And if if you in put it this way, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. If you take a thousand kids in Alabama and Maryland to come in and knocking on your door, nine times out of ten you're gonna go to you're gonna go to Alabama because Alabama is a place that's gonna get you into the league. Right. Um, that was my point. With that said. With that said, Diggs' experience, in my opinion, going to Maryland has made him a better pro than some of the wide receivers that's come out of Alabama. So you see two sides of it. I'm saying it from the standpoint of he was a good, he was the he was the best wide receiver on a team that had a, revol- a revolving door at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, no, and none versus of them, and none of them are. Uh, uh, pro level quarterbacks. None of them pro level quarterbacks. You're playing on a team that don't nobody res- nobody respects. Mm-hmm. Versus playing on a team where you're coming in and you have Alabama, so you not only have your athleticism, you also have the reputation that you that you that you bring to the table with Alabama. So as far as I'm concerned, Diggs has been in more situations where he's grinding it out than these wide receivers in the National Football League. You see Amari Cooper out there dropping the ball. All right, you, what you see Steph out there doing when he's playing, he's out there making plays. He's a guy who's used to competing against teams that are better than the teams that he's on, mm-hmm. opposed to being a wide right, receiver right. that's competing against teams that's that's not as good as the teams that you're at every position. At every at every position. position, right? So I just, that, that I agree with you on. That I definitely agree with you, and I think that's what happens to a lot of these Alabama SEC guys. Is that when 
everybody on your <laughs> team is better than the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes, you look like a shutdown corner when the quarterback is, is throwing under distress. The defensive line is all quarter, is all, is all uh, uh, world. The, the linebacker is all world. Mm-hmm. The safety who's got your back is all world. Then all of a sudden, you look like a shutdown corner, right? I mean, like, oh, yeah. Nobody threw a touchdown on him. Like, nobody threw a touchdown on the entire team. Yeah. <laughs> Not him. I could have been back there at quarterback. Everybody, quarterback's running for his life. You know, the nose tackle's the number one pick. The DN is the number five pick. The linebacker is the number ten pick. Yes, I'd imagine the corner looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying there. I get what you're saying there. All right, we can move on from that one. I can't even read. You, can you see those comments? I can't see those comments. You can pull them up on, on there if you have. always had the talent. Just didn't get to this game. Didn't get the ball enough in my no, and they used them wrong. I don't think I don't think that Merlin used them wrong. I mean, it's just it was the system that they were in. If you don't have a quarterback that can deliver the ball, and you don't have other wide receivers around you, um, really no other way to use. Yeah, I mean, then what other? I mean, I guess you can put a running back, but he's not big enough to be a running back. You can put him in running back and get killed. But you have running backs. You have running backs in Merlin. You can put him at tight end if you want. <laughs> you know, outside of that, you're going to use him at the wide receiver. You're going to you're going to run your jet sweeps with him. You're going to run. You know, you're going to bring your screens with him. Uh, it was just unfortunate for him at that time uh, that that he was at that Merlin was not as good. But I'm telling you from ex- I'm saying this from experience that being on a team that was not as good playing against number one Florida State, playing turn around playing against number three North Carolina. Than having to turn around and play against number eight Georgia, Georgia Tech, it better it made me a better pro because I was already prepared for. It. I, but I didn't come into situations where I was always on the best team and we're just beating up on everybody, high fiving each other, feeling good because basically we're LeBron and Cleveland Cavaliers, right. so we're just going to stack our team. I don't know. I don't know about that. Right. What I know is coming into situations and competing against the best, and if you compete against the best. And, and you're not on the best team. When you get to the highest level, I just think that you're going to be at a better place when it comes to competition than those guys who are used to just I, having I kept think those. you're 100% accurate in that. But the only that's only if you're that good, though. <coughs> that's only if that's you're that your good. only if you're that good. Okay. Yeah. Right? I think Because if you're not that good. If you're not that good, but you also have to have that mentality. And that's what I'm talking about. The, 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 the Stefan Diggs is, is, is that he has that mentality. He has that competitive. I love that mentality. argument that you're making and, and being went, going to college with you and and remember, yes, our team every t- not, when we played Florida State, we were supposed to lose by 40. When we, and everybody on that team, was, so I can see how you, mm-hmm. who are one of four, maybe five pros on that entire Maryland team, mm-hmm. are saying to yourself like, "Here's my opportunity to measure myself against Derrick Brooks." Mm-hmm. That's the Peter Work I keep hearing about. Let me see how I do against him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and da da da. So I can see that if, for the you and the. And then maybe the Chris Jenkins and a Vernon Davis, but for the guy that's just one step below, who's like, man, I didn't get a chance to play out there. And them dudes is fast at every position. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I mean by it comes. That's what I mean by it comes to mentality. It was times that I mean I feel comfortable saying this now. It was times that we come up again. We're about to play Florida State, and and you got offensive linemen who are scared, literally scared. I believe it. So do I have do? So what is is my mentality going to be? Okay. My lineman is scared, so I focus so much on the fact that my lineman is scared, or do I focus on the fact, do I take advantage of this opportunity to go out here and play against the best? Embracing the contact, embracing all that the game of football has to bring. And I always use the Reggie Bush. 
you know, Reggie Bush out there at USC was playing against some good people. But you come in doing all that tippy-toe running out here in, in the National Football League, it wasn't until he, he decided to run, to muster up the courage to run between those tackles on a consistent basis that Reggie Bush's career went to a whole nother level. And it, there's a difference between making big plays and, and, and being an all-around back. And when, my, when Reggie Bush went to Miami, the little stint that he had in Detroit, where he was running those ISOs and he mm -hmm. was getting downhill, was a totally different Reggie Bush than we saw. I mean, he was he was a top draft pick, and his number one, his number one role was returning punts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, 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 I just think that it all goes hand in hand, and, and I'm happy for Diggs, and, and I, I just hope that they, get, they can get Bridgewater back, and I just hope that Diggs will be able to come back um, healthy. Um, Cowboys 49ers A good team Well I'm not even going to call them a good team But one team that's better than the other Beats them soundly I don't know what else there is to talk about The Cowboys look like the Cowboys In this game they look like the Cowboys from last year Yeah and, and a lot of that has to do with the, with the 49ers Yeah but you know what I think a lot of it has to do with the 49ers But you got to realize with the exception of this game The 49ers have been in close games all year mm -hmm. And they now got that's not downside. That's not downplay. Uh, Navarro leaving. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's not worth thirty points. Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, put it way, he doesn't play offense. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, he doesn't play offense. But him leaving, um, you know, that's definitely going to. It's definitely going to affect you. But you got to realize that you're talking about. You're talking about a team that has Prescott as a as your quarterback. You got Zeke as your running back. You got Des Bryant as your as your go-to wide receiver. You have Jason Witten as your tight end. Find me another. Find me four more teams that across the board can say that they're that strong at that position. And I mean, it's a skill position. The Zeke thing. You just keep fighting it or let it go. I, I mean, you. If I don't, I, I need don't real know, good know, information. I'm about to say I don't like, know enough. Real good information because. If, if it's going to be, we're staring down the barrel of this six games. What I don't want to keep doing is pushing it down one week, one week, one week, and then in week 11, they say, sorry, boss, you know, all the things are like, now it's time you're going to do six games, and it's like, not the last six games of the year. Like, you know what I mean? And then you're thinking to yourself, like, damn, should have done those six games, of the, the first six games of the year, not the last six games of the year. As long as the Cowboys are alive and they can go to the playoffs, I don't think Zeke is going to be suspended. I don't think it would be. The boy's coming for him. And we've seen, they, if they got the Brady, I, I, I don't see how he's going to. You know, if Goodell was determined and, 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 the, and, the, and the golden boy mm -hmm. got his three games or whatever it was, I, I, don't, I don't see how. And that was for footballs. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see how Goodell's going to just let this one slide. I don't know enough about this, but from, from the little bits and pieces that I see, I'm not even sure that they have enough evidence. No, the case that, seems weak as hell. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The so. case seems weak as hell. So with that said... But I um, felt like the damn football case couldn't have been any... The, 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 the Gate case was not only weak as hell, it was irrelevant. But you also look, you're also talking about, um, you know, Mr. Kraft versus Jerry's Jerry. World. And, and that in itself, you know... That's, that's 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 a totally different monster. But the Cowboys needed this win, and I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a it was a win they needed. It was a win they should have gotten. But we'll see what's going to take place this take place this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, man, big game. Yes. Seahawks Giants. Sorry, Giants. DJ, man. Sorry for you, buddy. Yeah. Season didn't last long, did it? <coughs> it didn't. It didn't. Really, ain't much to talk about here. Seahawks are the Seahawks. Seahawks starting to get moving. Four and two. 
look like they, again, another one of these teams that you can say, oh, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, they need to work on this, they need to work on that, and then you say, oh, they're 4-2, though. Yep. So I don't know what else you wanted them to be. If I said after six games they're going to be 4-2, you'd say I'll take that. Mm-hmm. And um, Russell Wilson, 334 yards, three touchdowns. Doug Baldwin, 90, 92 <coughs> yards receiving. Uh, they look like they're clicking. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Seahawks just hollering me in the playoffs. I just want to see what the, what, what the playoff brackets look like. Yeah, nah. Um, moving on to that next one, Bengals Steelers. Every week it seems like Martavis Bryant. Have you followed that at all? About how he keeps complaining and doesn't want to, one second and he doesn't want to be here. You've, you've dealt with this before, so I'm not, I'm not going to say anybody's name so you can decide whether you want to mention the situation or not. But about a, compla- a player just not wanting to be there and, and going through it in the media. In the locker room, are you, is it just somebody else's business? Like, not my business, I'm not getting into it. Or are you guys just like, man, shut up and play? Every week with the complaining about yeah. the amount of targets you got and yeah, this person. Yeah, stuff like, I mean. Is it a distraction at all? It is a distraction. It is, right? I mean, people will say it's not a distraction, but if you, if. if in that, in, that, in that receiving room, that has to be. But it's just the way. five of us in the room. Put it this way. If if I see you all week long complaining about getting, not getting the ball, and then somebody makes a play, and then somebody at your position makes a play, and you can't bring yourself to be happy for them, that creates a distraction because right. now you're not a guy that we can count on. You're only thinking about, about yourself, yourself, right? You know, you're only thinking about yourself. So and that receiver room is what probably six, seven guys, not even that many. Uh, probably about probably about six or seven if you add in the, uh, the practice squad guys. So what if what, what if it's like we spend our whole week together, five weeks, and everything's happy, but every Sunday in the news or a Tuesday you keep hearing like. Mark was complaining. He'd be like, I just seen Mark the other day. He didn't say nothing, and now he's in the news. Like, doesn't that just be like, man, dude, what's your problem? Like, what? I mean, it, it, from, I, you know, I was in that position because I remember I think I was with the Jets, and I was just like, like, trade me because I'm trying to, I'm trying to play. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I know with my situation, it was, it was more than just wasn't about money and nothing like that. It's just like, yo, if I'm seeing these teams tee off on Kurt, put me in the game. You know, no blocking, put me in the game. Like that's what I'm here for. Let me go. Get, let me go get that. It's more so about the team isn't winning. Mm-hmm. But if the team is winning, then you're complaining about not getting the ball. Now that's the, you know that's an issue. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, dude, come on now, you're playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. You got Ben Roethlisberger as your as your quarterback. You know you don't want to complain all week long about not getting the ball. Le'Veon Bell has 35 carries. That is how you're going to protect Ben Roethlisberger, and that is going to be, that's where you're going to run. That's pretty much, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, if you're going to legitimately legitimately compete for a Super Bowl, Bell has to get his touches. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown, he has to get his touches. He does. All right, so you got to understand where you are on on, on, on the eating pole. I, see, the thing is, I think he does, and I think it's, I think he does. I think it's from reading in between the lines. It's like I don't have a problem taking a backseat to Bell. I know Brown's got to eat, but it's these two targets a game stuff is like so. I'm not even on the the, the pecking order type of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, he's complaining weekly. On the flip side of the ball, we got Mixon now, who's a rookie, and he's came out and said, you know, that one he was like Le'Veon Bell got 35. Uh, touches and he said, you know, he didn't really say anything too special about that, and that you know he can do everything that he can do, and he just needs more touches. He's a rookie, and a little bit early to be talking about. Anything. I mean, I understand he was drafted in the first round or whatever the case may be, but I mean, his complaint was that they got the ball. He got seven carries in the first half, 
And what he did, he was productive with him. He got seven carries for 48 yards, so he was productive with him. And I think he got zero carries in the, in the whole second half. Just shut up. That's the tough part. All right. Shutting up. Um, you're young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where did he come from? Florida State. Is he? He's Florida State, right? I thought yeah. he was uh, Oklahoma. Is Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Uh, the, the the guy down there in Minnesota. That's the one that's in uh that that got hurt. Yeah. What was his name? Um, I, don't remember his I name. forget what his name. You was. know what I'm talking about. I know he's running back. Yeah. Um, he was having a uh, Cook. Was it Cook? Um, Cook. Cook. That was Cook. Yeah. Um, Nixon. He's a rookie, but he's also your starting. He's your starting running back. This isn't a guy that's used to losing a whole lot of games like this. And if you're losing, if I got seven carries, you say he had seven carries in the first half? Mm-hmm. So in the first half, I had 48 yards. And you mean tell me that you don't come back to me in the second half at all? Yeah, I'm going to have a problem with that. Yeah, I got three receptions, but I'm saying Ben Roethlisberger is throwing the ball 24 times. Andy Dalton is throwing the ball 30 times. I know we got A.J. Green on the field, but... We've proven as the Bengals that offensively, we help. We, offensively, we actually bring something to the table when you run the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, as a player, you're forced to talk to the media. Uh, you're frustrated. If you speak the truth, you get in trouble with your coaches. Right. You know, if you sit here and you lie, you give a bunch of political BS. Now you're dealing with yourself internally because that's not exactly how you feel. So it's one of those situations where, especially, especially where we are today in society, and, and just, just, just how much everybody just vocalizes everything. I think he's well within his right. Okay. He wants to win the football game. Right. He may be a rookie, but he is a starting running back in the National Football League on a team that's two and four, and he's a player that has already shown. Well, look, you gave me seven attempts in the first half, and I got forty-eight yards. All right. At halftime, if you look at the score for halftime, uh, the score was twenty to 14. Right. We're still in the game. Right. There's no reason for you for you to abandon the run. So this is a guy who's saying, put the onuses on me. Give me more carries and, and watch what I do. Uh, moving on, game that I fully wouldn't have seen coming in. I now have to readjust my expectations. I was heavy on the Broncos mm-hmm. and I was ready to call their defense one of the, you know, the elite and, and all that maybe. I mean, 21 nothing to the Chargers, that's not a good look, man. I think this is two games back-to-back where the Broncos thought that they was going to come in and, and, and it was going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, they got back-to-back losses to, to the Giants and the Chargers, man. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I think that they came into these games saying to themselves that like this is going to be a cakewalk. Like, these are going to be some very easy games. And it just wasn't the case. I mean, they beat the Cowboys 42-17. to They beat the Raiders 16-10. And then you lose back-to-back games to the Giants and the Chargers. I mean... And that's why this upcoming game this week is going to say a lot. At the Chiefs, about, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to say a lot about where the Broncos are and who they are. Because you got to think about this. <laughs> Twenty-one nothing. I said this early on, and it didn't look this way. But right now, the Chargers are three and four. If the Denver Broncos lose to the Chiefs this this, this week, then the Chargers and the Broncos are going to have the same record. Mm-hmm. So this is another team, the Chargers, that it looked ugly early on. But you look at the two losses, you know, you look at the fact that the Broncos lose to the Giants, then they turn around and lose to you as a San Diego Chargers team. Man, if you're the Chargers, you have to have hope. 
you can't you can't just you know you got to have hope oh, and yeah. believe that you can still get this wild card spot because the Chargers have not played well, but they're sitting there three or four. The Broncos, I, I don't know if it's the Trevor Simeon thing. Uh, the defense, twenty-one nothing. Again, I said it earlier. I mean, to get shut out <coughs> in the National Football League in a sixty-minute game, it's pretty hard to do. And for you to put zero points on the board and to give up 21 points to, to a struggling offense, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I was really thought the, the the Broncos' defense was reaching. I was ready to put them into that, that debate of to put them in the next, put them up there with the uh, the Seahawks and defenses that have been doing it for a while now consecutively. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's not to say that it's. I mean, they did win a Super Bowl already. They do have a Super Bowl under the belt with this with this regime on defense, but. 21 nothing uh, beatdowns to the uh, to the hands of the Chargers. Not a good look. Trevor Simeon on the year is eight touchdowns, seven interceptions, QBR of 39.7. Well, when you have when you have um, three turnovers in a game, four turnovers in a game, and three of them by your quarterback. And I'm talking about Simeon who had two fumbles and an interception. That's how you lose. And the Chargers, you know, the Chargers have always played the AFC West tough. Mm-hmm. You know, those those have been tough games. So the Broncos, they got to get it together, man. And and the Broncos, they have to realize that the thing that that if you're the Denver Broncos, you're all about defense or running the ball. Yes, Simeon came in and maybe and, and, and showed some some life, but you have to realize that that the heartbeat of your offense is going to be running your offense through C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Alright, I didn't see that one coming um, Falcons Patriots I told you, I just didn't I, I, I expected If we go back to the term hangover I expected a hangover, but I'm not even calling it a hangover I, I, I felt like the Falcons are. I just didn't believe in the Falcons I didn't believe in them last year And um, I just always felt like they were fraud I, I, I feel like there is no Nickname in the history of sports More unwarranted than Matty Ice <laughs> you know, I, I I just I can't Matty Ice Tom Ice you know I mean Aaron Rodgers Ice Joe Elway Ice Matty Ice really what huh I don't you know like Matty I I I don't see that at all I I I've told you over not to sound like I'm piling on Matt Ryan I'm not here to say Matt Ryan stinks he's an above average quarterback I do not think he's a top tier elite <laughs> quarterback. I don't think he's at the no, he's not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, but I don't think he's right on their doorsteps either. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And I feel like he has a weapons galore. He's had weapons galore his entire career. Weapons galore, and he's—it's almost like that Alabama thing we were just talking about. That yes, you throw the ball to Julio Jones, so you look pretty good. Yes, you hand the ball off to Michael Turner, Devontae Freeman, Tav, uh, Tavares Coleman. Yes, you throw the ball to Antonio Gonzalez, and you know the offensive line is good, and, and you look good. I get that. I, I, I don't see that he makes anybody better. I don't think he makes Julio Jones better. I don't think he makes the Falcons necessarily better. I think he is a good quarterback with very good weapons. And the Falcons, I think, as, while the lot, history will remember that the Falcons blew a 35-point lead and, you know, wow, they were, you know, they should have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I think he played that, that game five times, then the Patriots win it four. You know, if, it was, if it was an NBA-style game or the best of seven, I think that's a 4-1 game. Yeah. You know, on, on, on yes, when the Falcons are clicking and rolling and they're ahead, they are as good as anybody. You know what I mean? So I do see a scenario, yes, where they're up 21 and 
somebody has to go. Julio Jones might be the best, one of the best receivers to ever play in the game. And, and you know, and there's weapons galore, and, and and they're making spectacular catches, and the pressure isn't on Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Then yes, they're going to win that game. I remember watching that Super Bowl, and it was a drive where. I think the Patriots scored already two in a row, and there's still like five minutes left. And I said, if Aaron, if, if Tom, excuse me, if Matt Ryan goes out here right now, and they go through and out, that's it. Like the momentum has changed. And what did he do? He went out there and went three and out. And we we said this about LeBron. We both have said this, and DJ for a long time. It's like he is great when he's ahead. Later in his career, he started to do the comebacks and all of that that Kobe and the, <coughs> we used to watch Kobe. It was down ten. If the Lakers were, were down by ten with five minutes left. It was almost like they were up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then you have guys who are front runners that is like, once LeBron is up by 10 and 15, yeah, it's pretty hard to stop. Yeah. Because it's just going to keep rolling, it's going to keep rolling, it's going to keep rolling. And that's kind of how I feel like the Falcons are. Like, I don't see any Matty Ice magic comeback. I don't I remember Sports Center tweeting on and saying, another fourth quarter comeback for Matt Ryan, you know? He's done it again. Like, that's, where the hell did get that nickname from? I don't know where he got the nickname from, <laughs> but... That's I would, a long rant. I, but I would like to know how many offensive coordinators has he had in his entire time in Atlanta. Shanahan had a hell of a one in, in last year. He did, but with, with this year you got to realize that you're dealing with losing the Super Bowl and you don't have your coordinator who's proven that he's a darn good office coordinator. <laughs> Shanahan. Um, Brady, those guys get those coordinators get head coaching jobs left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might probably still be the same system, but Josh McDaniels, I mean, he's getting new coordinators. Who is? Brady. Brady, Josh is... Josh Josh left and came back. But it's all the same system. It's all the same system. When you lose Kyle Shanahan, you lose Kyle Shanahan's system. Still run the same system, though. You can run the same system, but if if I bring in an offensive coordinator who don't run that system, I can't ask him, I mean... How good would I be asking him to come call, in? Call hey, his place. You know nothing about uh, right. uh, about Kyle Shanahan and why he, you've never sat in a meeting with him. But right. we want you to run this system that he runs. We don't want you to run what you know. We want you to run this system. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be pretty tough to do. With that said, um, I feel you with the whole Maddie Ice thing. It's just that they've had years where it was just it was one of those situations where during the regular season it looked real good. They dominate. They had some dominant regular seasons, but. Um, you know, it just, it just hasn't panned out for him. Yeah, absolutely. It just hasn't panned out for him. And, he, and for him, he has weapons. I mean, he, he, he has always had weapons. I think, that there was, I think that there were some years that towards the end of Roddy White's, uh, towards the end of Roddy White's uh, stint at, uh, tenure in Atlanta that they were, at a, they were at a disadvantage because Roddy White was out there and he wasn't offering the Falcons anything. Okay. Yeah, like last, like maybe Rodney White's like the last, last year, like, like the last two years. Okay, so. but there was a year. There was still there were years where Rodney White was still a productive receiver. Julio Jones was a lot receiver, and I remember that one year they brought in. They had Devin Hester as the third. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That, that's that's all three aspects: a young bull, a speedster, mm-hmm. and a vet. But you also have to look at the other teams in the NFL at that time. Yeah. Fine. And, and and the and the Falcons defense was their Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. That was their Achilles heel. Now I mean I understand you with the whole Matty Ice thing. Um, you know I feel where you're coming from as far as like how does he get that? It's like he's not he name a big game that he's won. I mean when you see do you say wow man Matt, if you're if you're whatever team is you cheer for and you guys are up seven and he got the ball back with a minute thirty you're saying damn they left Matty Ice too much time. 
That's not what you're sitting at home saying. We were sitting here watching the Cowboys game when they scored with a minute 30 left. Everybody who was in the room was a Cowboys fan, and they were like, damn it, just left a minute 30 on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. They looked like they hadn't <laughs> scored. They just scored a winning touchdown, and they looked at the clock, and they looked like they already knew they lost. Nobody feels that way when you play the Falcons. No, I've never seen anybody say, man, we left them too much time. <laughs> I would, especially with those weapons. I would. Yeah. But to your point, I, I I feel where you're coming. You from. get where I'm No, no, I get what you're coming from. I get I get where you're coming from. But we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and we're talking about Matt. Right. Yeah. I would be this way if I left if I left uh, Matt Ryan uh, a minute and eleven seconds and, and two timeouts on the clock. I would be worried. And the only reason I would be worried, well, I'm not gonna say the only reason, but. A, that offense is dangerous, and B, you have a Julio Jones that mm-hmm. when he decides to be a man-child, like he is. He, it's almost like that it dude is, is unstoppable. Nah, he is. He so is. for me, it's not as much as Matty Ice as much as it is. I mean, prior in this game, he got his second red zone uh, target. Who, Julio? Julio. The whole season. That was his second red zone target. I put that on Maddie Ice. I mean, you put that. I mean, you could put that on Maddie Ice, but if, but then we but but, hold, but then we would sit here and when 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 Matt Ryan's numbers are showing more interceptions and he's showing at least a lesser, you know, his completion percentage has gone down. So he's it's because now he's trying to force the right. ball to a man that's double and triple team. Okay. What, so, I, could you imagine what a Drew Brees, or Aaron Rodgers, <coughs> Tom Brady would do with a with a Julio Jones? Oh, I can only imagine. But, <laughs> but, records but listen to the names that you've mentioned. Yeah, no, I, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers has been in the same system since he's been in the National Football League. You look at Drew Brees, all right? From the time that he's left the Chargers and all of his success has come being in the same system. Mm-hmm. You look at Tom Brady. He was in the same exact system. Matt Ryan has had at least, in his eight-year career, I want to say at least four or five offensive coordinators. Missed everything, John Carlo. We already talked about your Dolphins too, buddy. You got to go back and listen to it though. Um, again, I told you I don't. I thought the Falcons were going to fall off, and I don't think the Falcons are going to make the playoffs. And I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs uh, before the season started. Yeah, I was with you on that. We were together. I thought that I thought that the Saints and the Buccaneers would fight for that division. I thought that the Falcons would fall off. Not not just the losing a Super Bowl, but because you lost both of your coordinators. And I know how good. Kyle Shanahan is as a play caller. You can't lose a play caller that good um, and think that you're just going to be able to pick up where you left off. At. And then now for last night's game, uh, the Eagles Redskins Monday night Philly NFC East. It's a classic. Um, Carson Wentz. I'm 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 the last. I might be the last one on, but I'm on the bandwagon. Like he's. He, he, he looked great last night. One thing I saw, both of these quarterbacks, the numbers only say four or five each, but they were getting beat up. Both of those quarterbacks were getting beat up. They were getting hit a lot and uh, under pressure a lot. A lot of sacks. I mean, it looked like more sacks. The numbers, I think, was like four and five, but they were getting beat up pretty good. Um, Carson Wentz, though, he, stood, he showed some uh, mobility. He uh, <coughs> stayed in the pocket with courage. He made the throws, stepped in the throws. Uh, he's a gamer. Yeah, he, he he's definitely he is definitely a gamer. He's a gamer. To me, he's that he's that that next the next generation of quarterback. Um, I'll put him at the top right now. I, I I I always felt like it was they crowned him too early last year, and I I thought it was you know just solid and decent. Um, I, on a big stage last night, he answered. Well, I I thought that I watched the first game of the season, and and that's just what he's done. 
mean, he's working with wide receivers that he's working with for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you know, you lose Darren Sproles, so you lose a weapon, a safety, a safety blanket too. You know, safety, you know, you lose a weapon, a safety blanket, and with that said, that man has shown that he does it with his feet. He's shown that he's very poised, and he's shown that he's very accurate. And he can make all the throws, strong and arm. And he can make all the throws. And he can move. And, and he can move. I like the offense. I like the schemes that, that, that Philadelphia does. And if you watch this game, when you watch Wentz, you see that he, and John Gruden, um, he, you know, he mentioned this during the broadcast, like he's in full control of everything over there. Like when you, when the camera, when the camera zooms in on him as, 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 you know, they're going with their hurry up and you're watching him call the signals and get everybody in position and things of that nature. You see that he has full command of that offense. And when you have a quarterback that's young that has that type of command of your offense with brand new weapons, his I mean, his he's going his upside is going to get better. I mean he's doing this with he's practically doing this without a run yet. Yes. Um Cousins is I wanna say 0 for six. <coughs> they said it last night several mm -hmm. times. Only quarterback in history. 0 for 6 on, on Monday Night Football. Is that just a silly stat, or is there something there? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I would say I, I would say silly stat, and I would say you would have to. I would, I would look a little deeper. I would look a little deeper, and let's say let's look at the quarterbacks who have played on Monday Night Football six times. Let's but look I mean at the opponents that they were. Playing. So you don't you don't think there's any of that, and the stat is even higher in terms of prime time games, and then you throw in. Uh, teams against like do you put anything into that stat about the notion that he doesn't do it on a big stage this is how I feel about Kirk Cousins and I'm going to say this and I, and I think that this is going to answer your question I think that he's been dealt a bad hand he's been dealt a bad hand <laughs> you have no physical identity on your offense you have zero physical identity there are two positions that give you identity. All right, tight end and fullback. All right, that's you. Had, that's where you get your physical. You get one lineman, you get your tight end, and you get your fullback. The Redskins only have one of the three. They have a dominant lineman in Trent Williams, but he's nicked up. So where, where are you? Who, who's your thumper on offense now? You don't have one. You don't have a tight end that can block. How many times we got to watch both of the Redskins tight ends line up on the same side and watch somebody slice across their face and go make a play? You have a wide receiver down here playing tight end. So Kirk Cousins has been, he's been dealt a bad hand. He's been put in positions, I think, he's been put in positions to fail. You cannot have a run game and you cannot support your, your, your quarterback when you don't have a blocking tight end and you do not have a fullback on your roster. The man's been put in a position to fail. You lose Deshaun Jackson, you lose uh, uh, Pierre Garçon, and you replace those two with a quarterback. <laughs> I, I, I'm still baffled. Is that just not going to happen? What? The, the Terrell Pryor. <clears throat> I mean, it's just one. I mean, of he's down the last game. He didn't get a target until the fourth quarter, which uh, they uh, dropped it. First of all, I think they paid him too much money. Man, somebody was looking at, I think, Facebook or somebody. They said social media got him. Got him got him paid as much as he did although he did have some he did have some some he did have he some success. talent yeah, he, did. he showed talent but majority of those things was going deep yeah all right you're going deep you're going from an offense where you're going deep where the best player on your offense is your run back running back which means you're playing against eight in the box which means as a wide receiver most of the time you're getting single man coverage so he's been put in positions that fit him mm -hmm. 
All right, but now you're in an offense where okay, well, people don't care about your run game. They're going to focus on your passing game, and instead of running deep all the time, we're going to need you to run a three-step slant. We're going to need you to run a three-step slant and understand the windows that you have as you're running these slants. Well, why wouldn't you have a better understanding than anybody else? Because right? it's different. This it's is different. Nobody should know better than a quarterback. It's important different when you're taking the snap and you're protected here and you can do your Peyton Manning fall or you can just throw the ball out of bounds opposed to now when you're coming and you put your foot on the ground and you turn back and look for the ball meanwhile you got this heat-seeking missile coming it's a totally different monster but shouldn't he know the windows shouldn't he know that like I would think that nobody <coughs> could be more precise on their routes than, than, than a quarterback he understands the importance but it's a difference when you add in anxiety it's a difference when, when he runs it a certain way in practice, but the look that he gets in the game isn't what he gets in practice. The tempo is a lot faster. It's different in practice when you can run a play and you know that you're going to go back, you're going to go in here, you're going to watch film, and, and, and you doing a bad job really doesn't hurt anybody because who do they have that's going to replace you? You see what I'm saying? Opposed to now, now we're in the game. Now the heat is on. I mean, we know he's got the athletic ability. You see, there's a difference, and, and, and there's a difference between having athletic ability and being a football player. Okay, and I've said this before, and I'm not saying that Terrell Pryor is not a football player, but what I am saying is that he is a quarterback in the middle of a transition. Do you expect better things in the future? Or? I expect that. I expect better things from him in the future. I think the Redskins overpaid him. Uh, I think they gave him a one-year, eight mil. Why not do two years? I would have did. I would have did at least a two-year deal with an option at the end of the first year. I mean, you could have went out and actually got yourself a legitimate receiver. Or for Garcon. Well, Garcon, I think he, he wouldn't want to be. Yeah. He, he didn't want to be. But you could have went out and got somebody else. With that said, I understand why they picked him up because they wanted a big possession receiver. And I'm sure that they were expecting more from him. Mm-hmm. I was. I thought him and Kurt was a good match. I thought that. I, I, watched his, I watched these little things that he did. Or I saw it on Facebook or YouTube or something like that. And I sat there and I said, I hope that. Like he's showing you half speed work because if this if, if what I'm seeing in these drills is what people are expecting him to do in in a game time situation, that's nothing impressive. I work with Nate Poole in the summer, work with Football University. All right, I have an opportunity to watch him uh, coaching up the wide receivers. All right, and 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 I'm just telling you. All right, I watch these guys. I watch big tall guys, and 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 when I watched his drills. I'm saying to myself, that's nothing impressive. Mm-hmm. That's not impressive. You're going to get Sherman up in front of you, he's going to lock you down the whole time. You can get a guy like Revis up there, he's going to lock you down the whole time because you don't do a good job of coming out of your routes. So if I'm a big body, I don't do a good job of coming out of my routes, my hands are suspect, then I'm a liability at the wide receiver position. Personally, I would like to see the Redskins put him on the bench and just move Jordan Reed out the wide receiver. I've always wondered why, why Jordan Reed or Vernon I mean, I, we know we've talked about Vernon not catching the ball while in traffic, and a lot of his stuff is mismatches and whatever the case may be. But if you have two, right, then why not? I mean, maybe because Jordan Reed gets hurt and he gets hurt every time he gets hit. But why not let Vernon have the tight end spot and move Jordan Reed out wide? That, that would make more sense to me, but the only problem with doing that is if one of them gets hurt, now you're down to your one tight end. But then again, you got Niles Paul. All right, so, so the whole the, this whole risk in the situation, here's the reality of it. The two best receiving weapons are the same player in terms of Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis. Mm-hmm. They're 
oversized receivers playing tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, no running back, and I mean, you don't know if it's going to be Fat Rob pounding the ball in the middle. You don't know if it's going to be Robert Kelly as a scat back. Uh, oh, excuse me, Chris Thompson as a um, scat back. I, I feel like the running game. When you talk about identities, I feel like the running game has no identity. Yeah, the running game has no identity. You want to know why? Because you don't have a fullback. You do not have a fullback on your roster. Your tight ends cannot block. The Redskins have soft tight ends. Okay, that's what it comes down to. These are pass-catching tight ends. And you don't have a fullback. Where is you? Who is... Show me on the Washington Redskins at the skill position, who's your physical guy that's going to set the tone? You do not have it. I agree. You do not have it. So you need those things. So when it comes to Kirk Cousins, I just feel like that he, he just doesn't have enough around him. So you're not making this about Kirk Cousins? No, I'm not making this about Kirk Cousins. Yes, Kirk Cousins is in a contract year. Yes, you would like to see him do a lot better. But the fact of the matter is, is I just don't think that Kirk Cousins has the pieces around him that he needs around him. Kurt is getting better. He went, he was, he, he was, he was 30 for 40 with 303 yards and one interception. I think that he had was off of one of his linemen. Uh, somebody got beat and, and his arm got hit. But I'm not putting this all on Kirk Cousins. I, I can't put this. The on way him. things are going right now, at the end of the season, do we just <coughs> amicably split? Do the Kirk Cousins and the Redskins both say this just isn't working for me? Um, I think that you try to sign the con. I think you try to sign Kirk Cousins to a contract. And if, but if you're Kirk and you're sitting here thinking they're not giving me an opportunity, to, I'm getting dealt today. Dealt <coughs> a bad hand, as that term was. Are you? Do you want to stay here? He's already um, seemed like he's not too pleased here going into the season. Well, I think that for Kirk Cousins, it's just you have to work with what you have. Donnie Meadows, what's up, buddy? I think you have to work with what you have. Um, but you lose a lot when you lose to Sean Jackson and, and, and Pierre Garçon. You lost a whole lot, and you didn't and you didn't replace him. I mean, I thought I'm guessing that they were expecting Dotson, who they drafted. Is he a first round draft pick? Yeah, he's the first. He's the first pick of the draft. He was the first pick of their draft. Right. Um, so, so you're thinking that Dotson is going to step in and, and Terrell Pryor? That's you what you're a, thinking. But here's you have a guy coming off of an Achilles. Okay, you don't know what you're going to get from him. You don't even know if he's going to be able to last the whole season. Okay, you bring in a quarterback to play wide receiver. All right. Crowder is a guy that, and I said this coming into the season, he has to prove it to me because he was the third wide receiver that was surrounded by Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. Right. So he still has some things that he's trying that he's trying to um, that he's trying to prove. So I can't I can't put the, all these things on Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to expect Kirk Cousins to go out here and be Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, or or, or, or Aaron Rodgers, or Drew Brees. I'm not going to expect him to do that. Because that, that's just not fair to do. The man was 30 for 40 with 303 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. It was not his fault. Yes, he missed some throws. Every quarterback missed some throws. But you're not giving you're, you're not giving Kirk Cousins what he needs. Okay. All right, let's get into start off Thursday night. Dolphins, Ravens. Thursday night. Busy at work. And they're here in Baltimore. Dolphins are 4 and 2. No Jay Cutler. Is what, as of today, we're saying Jay Cutler has got multiple broken ribs and he will not be starting. I don't know if you count. Do you count that as a. Are you upgrading that or does that make them better or worse? Can't make them better, right? I mean, what? Jay Cutler? Yeah. I mean, the Miami, Starts over him the, for a reason. The Miami Dolphins are. 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 everything's about their running back. 
correct me if I'm wrong in this thinking. If the Dolphins thought that Matt Moore was a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, mm-hmm. they would not have got him off the street. You know, they definitely wouldn't have gotten him off the street. But I'm, the only thing I can do, do, I look at this. What have you done for me lately? And lately, what Moore has done is come in, help lead my team to a victory, and he didn't turn the ball over. So if if I'm Miami and I'm a coach and I'm a coach on that staff, I'm not worried about you know why we brought Jay Cutler in here. And I mean I understand your point, but I'm not worried about that because we're in the middle of the season. Jay Cutler's not going to be here, so the only thing I'm concerned with is 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 how Moore does in this situation. With that said, when you're a quarterback in that situation, you know what your best friend is a running game yeah. that you can turn around and protect yourself with, along with the defense. That's that I mean this Miami's defense is tough. And you're playing against a team that's struggling right now with, 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 you know, the Baltimore Ravens. So you lose him, but this is a game where I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Dolphins with this. I'm going to take Dolphins. Dolphins in Baltimore. I'm going to take Dolphins in Baltimore. That would give them <coughs> one, two, three. That would make four wins in a row. I get. I go with Dolphins. Um, I have no idea who the Ravens are. None. Um... But I don't think they're good <laughs> on either side of the ball, right? <laughs> so like, I, 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 I don't think they're good. And this sounds crazy, but and I don't even want Busy to hear me say this, but or John Carlo for that matter. Give me the Dolphins, man. Like, I, and then that would make them five and two, which is exceed my win total already. <laughs> that I had expectations for them already, right? <coughs> um, yeah, give me the, if if. Matt Moore goes. Here, here, here's what needs to happen. As long as Matt Moore isn't out there throwing the game away, mm-hmm. if he's managing the game and he's not Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and you know gung ho trying to mm-hmm. trying to earn a starting gig or something, if he goes in there and says, "Man, like you said, let me hand the ball to a guy, win the possession game, punt, put my defense on the field, mm-hmm. trust that they're going to get me the ball back, we get a field goal." If he's if he's willing to play, yeah, I, Flacco and that Ravens offense, it's like zero faith in them. Zero faith in them, and right now between these two teams, I, I, I feel like as of today, the Dolphins have a better defense than the Ravens, which also sounds almost blasphemous. Um, Ray, Ray Lewis is somewhere rolling in his grave, but the Dolphins have a better defense than the Ravens right now. And give me the give me the Dolphins also on a Thursday night game, which should be a, should be a, be a good game. I think it should be a pretty good game. Um, Sunday starts off Vikings at Browns. Vikings. Uh, Vikings. Yeah. Um, Raiders go to Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo also. Raiders are coming off an a, emotional victory. Fly across the country to Buffalo. It's not going to be super cold. It's not that time of the year just yet. But coming east uh, never really goes that well. It's a 1 o'clock game. Um, I know you live on, obviously, live on the East Coast, but I live with you. Um, when the Raiders used to come here to the East Coast, and that one o'clock game, which is technically ten o'clock your time. Again, I know that you lived your entire life on the East Coast, so your body's set to East Coast time. But does that kind of mess with you? Waking up, it does. If you're not used to it, because yeah, I guess getting to the stadium, those type of things feel like ungodly. I yeah, I just, you know the thing I remember about those moments where you had to play the one o'clock game was, and it wasn't often. I don't remember that happening often, but. You wake up and you're just tired. Because it just seems ridiculously early? Because it just seems ridiculously early. you got to think about it. You're playing a, a 1 o'clock game 
which means you're at the stadium by 11, I believe. Breakfast is probably you got 10, 9.30. If you're getting treatment, if you have treatment, you know, you got to be down there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So think about this. I have treatment at 8 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. It's 5, it's in, the five in the morning. Right. In the West Coast. <laughs> right. And so you, you feel a little sluggish, but... I think once you get that good B12 up in you, yeah. and you get that adrenaline going, you know, it's just one of those things that once you wake up and your body gets going, because we come in on a Friday, you get a chance to kind of relax and chill on Saturday. Um, once you get out there playing, I just never really felt the effects of it. Okay. There's, there is um, <coughs> overwhelming evidence, statistically, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it hurt. the record of teams traveling west to east, mm -hmm. not good. Oh no, I believe it. <laughs> like, oh no, no, no. Don't give me wrong. Trust not me, good. you definitely want the four o'clock game. Yeah, like not good at all. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the numbers are staggered. Yeah, no, I believe it. I believe it. But I just, from a personal standpoint, it's just not something that I. It, it's just not something that. Was it something that, that people would say? Like, would players mention it? Or not? Nobody really say anything. Nah, because it's just like once you're getting out there. I mean, you gotta realize I was at Oakland at the time. It was so much going on out there. Just, just where we were as a team. I yeah. think the last thing you worried about is, <laughs> oh my gosh, the time difference right, has right. me so fatigued. And I'm just like, nah, right. we, we need to take our quarterback today. Yeah. So, um, so we both go in Buffalo. Yep. Um, Bengals, Colts. Bengals, just but Colts right now, just what the Bengals ordered. Um, <laughs> This is one of those games that you, <coughs> you need. If, if you're the Bengals, you need this win. You need you to get mixed in his yeah. touches. You got to get everybody happy. Get AJ fed. Get everything. Get the get that wheels in motion type of thing. Use them for that. Um, Chargers Patriots in New England. Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. Uh, Bears at the Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. Um, Jets Falcons. If I was gonna win this, they're in trouble. So well, I'm not gonna go. You know what? I was sitting here looking at this, and I'm gonna go with the Jets. I'm gonna go with the Jets. So you think the wheels are all the way off in Atlanta? I'm not saying that the wheels are all the way off for Atlanta. That would be what I am like three losses in a row. But what I am saying is that, depending what the weather's gonna be in New York, I don't know what the weather's gonna be. Um, go ahead, I'm listening. Oh yeah, I was reading along with you. I don't know what the weather's going to be, but I think that this is one of those games that, think about this, right now the Falcons are 0-2 against the AFC East. They mm -hmm. lost to the Bills, they lost to Miami. 0-3, because they just lost to the Patriots. This may be one of those years that this is going to be a team that goes over against a division. So I'm going to go with the Jets in this. Mm. That would be... Uh, that would be a gut check. <clears throat> and you also got to remember that for the first time in years that the Jets are, are, are legitimate contenders for a playoff position. They're trying to stay as close as they can to Miami. And 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 so they're trying to stay as close as they can to Miami, Buffalo, and the Patriots because that division is still... If the, if the Falcons lose to the Jets, gut check. That's a punch in the stomach. And I'm not so sure they get up from that. <laughs> That's, that would be a bad... Like I said, I think I believe that would be four losses in a row. Not a good look. Um, I, I, I got the Falcons. Uh, you got the Jets. 49ers, Eagles. In Philadelphia, Eagles. Eagles. Um, Panthers play us. Play the Bucks In Tampa. I was just sitting here looking at that game. Tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, my emotions obviously want me to say Tampa. I think like Carolina is a... I have more... Both of these teams, I think, are their quarterback. And I have more faith in 2017 in Cam than I do in James. The thing about this game for me is 
if Tampa Bay can hit Cam, Tampa Bay will win the game. All you have to do is hit Cam. Um, with that said, you have no idea what type of Panthers team is going to show up. You know what type of deal, what type of Buccaneers team is going to show up. Yeah, no, but, I, but but here's the thing: if you knew what type of Panthers team would show up, I would I would pick the Panthers easily because I said it before: if Cam is going to be Cam, right. they're going to run that offense. Yeah. That's a tough team to beat. Yes, but I think you're more likely to get that than you are. Like it, 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 you just say to yourself again: what is more likely to happen? That Cam is Superman. We've seen that happen a lot. Or Jameis Winston is Superman. <coughs> and I, you have to say you're more likely to be Cam to be Superman than you are Jameis Winston. We've seen it happen more times. The yeah. same way you said that RG three that Cam got RG3 drafted number one overall. Hello? <laughs> he definitely got Jameis drafted number one overall. Like, and, and what we saw, Jameis is, this is a big brother, little brother game. I, I and disagree it, with that. I, I he's not as mobile. He, and it's know, not the read option. It's not the read option, but I, I, think, but the, I think Winston's body of work and his upside is what got him drafted because you're talking about two completely different quarterbacks. Jamison Winston, he was throwing that ball in college. Cam was... was that's fair. That's Cam fair. Had, he was running pretty much the same offense in, in the league. I, I, that's college. fair. That's fair. With that said... Don't make no mistake about it. Jamison looks up again. Oh yeah, that's the understanding. I mean, you, I, if I was a young black quarterback, I mean, I, w- I would, I would say, okay, well, because he's a black quarterback in the league, right, 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 right. He's right. the only one that's really that's only doing it, right. And yeah, he gets a lot of scrutiny and, and, and a lot of negative attention for things off the field. But the fact of the matter is, I think it was like a year or two this man was the MVP. Mm-hmm. All right, and he could still ball, and so. Um, I'll take the Panthers, and I don't even like picking against. The Panthers. I don't, man. I I, I want to say the Panthers. I just feel like that this is going to be one of those games where Mike Evans is just about to go off. I love it. Sure hope so. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna nope. I got. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I just don't trust Carolina. I don't trust Carolina. And I don't trust. The, I I don't trust them, and I just, and I don't trust the Buccaneers. I just, I just think that the Buccaneers need this game. They, what? Yeah. They need, yeah. They need yes. This game yes. yes absolutely. If we lose this game, we go to two and five. We because, and we still have the Panthers to play at their spot. Yeah. No, we can't lose to them at home. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but I, you can take the Panthers. I'll take the Bucks. Um, and I this is one of those situations where I love to be wrong. Um, Texans and Seahawks <coughs> in Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. Oh yeah, Seattle. Um. Sean Watson coming off of a um, off of a bye week though. The, if if nothing what? else, Sean Watson and the Texans he makes that team fun. You said Texans, Seattle, in Seattle though they don't in lose Seattle. up there. You know what? You know what? You know what? They don't lose <sighs> up there, man. Yeah, they don't lose up there. But Sean's played in a lot of big games. He ain't played up there yet. He ain't played out there, but he has played in to me one of the loudest stadiums in college football, and that's and that's. That's he, he, he has a win. He has a win at uh at he against presents, Alabama. Right? He presents a problem that not too many quarterbacks the Seahawks have faced this year. Uh, you know, will give them, and that's the fact that he will destroy you with his legs. Yep. Um, that secondary is still that secondary. You know, that secondary is still. That They're going to give Hopkins trouble. Uh, take away Hopkins, which I think they're more than <coughs> capable of doing. Not many weapons left after that. Seattle for me. I'm looking for a reason to pick Houston because I need DeAndre Hopkins points. No, I don't think you'll get him. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go Seattle with you. The if this game was in Houston, I think I would go with Houston. 
But although he's played in Clemson and he's played in the Loud Stadium, is if you never played in Seattle, if you never played in it, then it's it's going to be a shock for him, especially at the quarterback position for working. You only went out there one time. Played, we played, we 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 played, we played them in the preseason many times. I want to say I played with the Giants. Played, I'm excuse me, the Jets played out with there the once. The Jets, we played home. We only played Seattle once, and we played them at home. I remember you going out there because I remember you saying that was preseason. I think it was preseason. Um, that's one of the trips. I, I, that's one of the trips I regret not making. That, no, I know that we has. Play, we didn't play the Jets. We didn't play Seattle. out of Seattle when I was in. Just in the preseason. We sure did. Yes, we did. We played one time out there. On the Raiders? Uh, no, 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 when I was with the Jets. I can't remember what That's year what it was. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Because um, you went out there and It's different. <clears throat> it's different. It's loud as heck out there. Yeah. It's so loud out there. And that team is so fast. I tell people all the time, there are two franchises that, for me, they have a reputation. And that it's going to be a physical game, especially if you're playing in their stadiums. That's Kansas City and Seattle. With that said... Pittsburgh got on there? No. Okay. I'm surprised. Uh, Pittsburgh just had like the, one of the worst fields I've ever played on. I mean, it was just, it was horrible, but it wasn't. Put it his way. Pittsburgh was physical, but they weren't as fast. Whereas Seattle, that front, that, them down, that, that bottom, that, the four down linemen, those three linebackers, and they always had one safety that was going to bring it. Especially in Seattle, that, that's a different. That twelfth man thing is real. That twelfth man thing is real. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, and, and it's an outdoor stadium. Too. It's an outdoor stadium. I'm talking about like you really got to be in the huddle and read lips sometimes. Hey, hey, I mean quarterbacks are in the huddle. Gun spread, <laughs> sixty-four dagger. Like that's what they're in the huddle doing, and 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 you got to sit there. You have to read lips, and and. So I'm gonna go ahead. That's and go crazy. I'm gonna go Even that in itself has to be nerve wracking, right? It is nerve wracking, but you but you, you just love it. Love it. It's what you love because for. it's the game. It's what you love. For. You know, it, put this way: as loud as when you're playing in loud stadiums, where you're able to hush the crowd or you're able to get the crowd to boo, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Gotta be. Um, so you're staying with the Seahawks, then? I'm staying with the Seahawks. Okay. Redskins, Cowboys. You know what? I want to pick the Redskins, but I'm not. I'm going Cowboys. Norman's not going to play. Both of the Redskins tackles are beat up. You know, uh, Sheriff got beat up in this game. You don't have a tight end that can block. The the the, the, the Dallas Cowboys defensive front, um, um, they're going to come after the Redskins. Um, I don't think that I, I'm saying that it, it won't be a blowout because of just the history of the Redskins and the Cowboys. It's just something about that game that I just feel like that everybody's going to get up for. But I'm going Cowboys, and put it this way, don't be surprised if this is one of those games where you look at it at the end of the score, you see it, that the Redskins got beat by like 17 or something. Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys come out there and they punch the Redskins in the mouth, this game is going to be over. Yeah, I think it could get ugly. I'm going Cowboys, and I, I would not be surprised if it gets ugly. DJ, what's up, brother? I, I, I definitely... Uh, so with the Cowboys. Um, Steelers, Lions. <coughs> Where's that game at? In Detroit. I'm going Detroit. I'm gonna go Detroit. Really? Steelers are five and two. Yeah, the Steelers are five and two. They keep they continue to feed Le'Veon Bell the ball. He's gonna yes, get his thirty five carries. But I just feel like that this Detroit team, I believe they're coming off of a bye. Um They are. I, I just think that they had two weeks to prepare for Pittsburgh. 
and they've had two weeks to make the necessary corrections, especially coming off their last game, I, was, I, believe, I believe was a loss. And you're playing in Detroit at a time where Aaron Rodgers is hurt and you're trying to play to, to win your division. I, I just think that Detroit is going to win this game. I will go opposite of that, and I don't feel comfortable <coughs> because I think Detroit won is off of a, a, a bye to their home in that dome. Um, and I'm not sure that the Steelers team is the Steelers team that we think they are. But, and the Steelers aren't, they don't, they, they don't look like the Steelers when they're in the domes. Give me the Lions then. Give me the Lions. I'll take the Lions. I'll take the Lions. Um, Broncos Chiefs. DJ, who you got? Steelers versus Lions. Type that in there for me, brother. Let's see what you got to say. Uh, Broncos Chiefs. Chiefs. Where's Chiefs. That? It's in Kansas City. I want Chiefs. I'm kind of out of the Broncos <coughs> business. As long as Travis, I feel like that quarterback situation should have been addressed. And I was never on their running back situation, even back to, it's been a while now. I've, they've done the plug-and-play uh, running back sort of thing where they just have three quarter running backs and they're just grabbing guys from here, there, and everywhere. Um, I would like to see Jamal Charles get more, but, I mean, I, their guess is probably, you don't know what's going to happen if Jamal Charles gets hit, he's probably going to get hurt. But I never really thought C.J. Anderson was that good at running back. Um, I, I don't remember the names that they had. They had like three guys last year, and I remember from fantasy-wise, <coughs> people were just all over different ones. One day, one would be starting, the other one didn't get any carries. But I never really thought any of them were that good. Um, I thought C.J. Anderson was pretty good before he got hurt. I think. Who was the shorter, stockier one who was undrafted, and he was balling there for a second? Remember they had those three different running backs? And yeah, what, what, it was a story. Yeah, it was a great yeah. story about him and how yeah. he was undrafted and whatever the case may be. I don't I didn't I didn't think any of them were this but I don't think I, any of them were that good. I know CJ Anderson was, was he was he was solid. He he's a good back. I like him. Booker and Anderson. Yes. That that's right, Mikey. Thank you. Good job. Well, go ahead, dude. What were you saying? Um I think the Chiefs. I, I I'm going Chiefs. Um especially off of coming off the loss against the Raiders the way they the way they came off. I think the Chiefs were the two game loser streak right there. And you gotta remember the Chiefs played on Thursday. Don't play against on Monday. That's a nice little break. That's, that's a nice little break. That's a nice, little, a nice break. little break. And you're playing in Kansas City. And the fact that you that you're not that you don't have Marshawn Lynch if you're the Raiders, I think that that's 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 the Raiders. Great. What the hell does Marshawn Lynch have to do with the Chiefs? I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm, I'm tripping. I'm, I'm Neither one of these teams yeah, have Marshawn Lynch. Look, I'm up here thinking about the Raiders. Uh huh. I'm up here thinking about the Raiders. Um, the Chiefs Broncos. The I'm going with the Chiefs. I just. I just don't like the fact that that the Broncos are getting away from the run game. That's probably why I stay by Marshawn. Yeah, because that Trevor, Trevor Shimmy is throwing the ball fifty and forty <laughs> times a yeah, game. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. You gotta. You you have to give that ball. You have to get a ball to to the running backs. Set up your play action fake because if you give Andy Reid too many offensive possessions, he's gonna figure something out. And then you're gonna allow him to get into his bag of tricks. And they're coming off of this loss. Um, coming off back-to-back -back loss. Coming off back-to-back -back loss. Steelers. And losing to the Raiders the way you lost. On the last the play of the game. Um, you know, you, you, you want to get this victory. They started off 5-0 and they lost two in a row. I don't think they're going to lose three in a row. Especially not at home. Arrowhead, one of the toughest places to play. So, we'll both take the Chiefs. All right. Well, everybody who tuned in, we appreciate it. It was a great show today. A lot of participation. Mikey, appreciate you. Giancarlo, appreciate you. Everybody else who got a shout-out and got their uh, comments in there, we appreciate you. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole show, please make sure that you download it on um, 
on iTunes or the TuneIn app or Google Play. Um, the whole show is up there on the Facebook page. You can watch it at your leisure. Watch it whenever you feel like it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna hit him up and get him all the information. Um, but again, we appreciate everybody. DJ, good luck to you, buddy. Uh, hit me up later so we can talk about when we're going to get our basketball talk on for this week. And everybody out there and Players Voice Barbershop friends, we appreciate you. And you guys all have a great week and enjoy your football. And we will see you next Tuesday. Later. Peace. Peace.